Welcome everyone to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. I'm Ellie. I'm Taylor. This is a nerd-centric podcast where we talk about television, films, and video games in that order. If you want to see what we look like in real life, head over to youtube.com slash excitementinc, maybe, but if you type in Excitement Inc., I'm sure you'll find us. We have excellent... S-E-O. As some would say. Uh, if you also are listening to us on a podcast format because we're everywhere, just give us a subscribe, give us a like, give us a rating if you're on iTunes. Something to let us know that you're there, that you're listening, that we're being watched. We're fond of reviews. Very fond of Very fond. reviews. Taylor, welcome back to The Bricks. Thanks for having me. This is really, really exciting because, well... We need to represent the gamer girls just as often as we can. Ellie has done so up until this point. And she now... represents the Destiny crowd more than that. Also true. <laughs> Destiny girls. But, well, you know, uh, you got a switch since the last time you were here. So I we will did. certainly delve into that later. Oh, yeah. That being said, ladies go first and guests go first in that order. So, Taylor, we'll let you go first. In terms of what you've been watching on the television. Um... Just my usual go-to shows like Futurama, Rick and Morty, uh, Stranger Things. I'm rewatching because the new season's coming out. Ooh, so. That's a good idea. I yeah, I've been that. trying to like rewatch it so that I'm like all fresh on it and everything. So that's generally but what I've been watching. We we started it and then we were like, "Damn, this is our secondary TV that doesn't look good enough," and then we didn't bother ourselves because that beginning is dark when they're running uh, through the hallways mm-hmm. and they're like oh no the demogorgon's coming i better run and get sucked up in an elevator how did it get how did that demogorgon get in the elevator let's not worry about it truth i mean it's um, a tv show upside down yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was there's uh, all sorts of passages and everything through the upside oh down. that's true and mm-hmm. he got sucked up upside down in the elevator the demogorgon yes. was upside down in the elevator that is correct did you order the stranger things lego set yet not yet I'm, I'm There's told, a Lego I'm set? You haven't seen yes. this? No. Uh, it's Brian, awesome. go ahead and it's, pull that it's up Will's and house, show her. But oh. it has um, the upside down beneath it. Oh, oh that's so cool. Yes. super awesome. Oh, I love it. So I actually bought a little Rick and Morty Lego set yeah. that I've actually set up and stuff. It's on my TV stand. It's nice. just like a little scene with Rick and Morty, and like mm-hmm. there's a little portal behind it and there stuff. There you go. Somebody right built it and lit it up. Love oh it. my god, that's so cool! So yeah, you can literally flip it upside down. Oh, that's so yeah, it cool! It stands on the trees and uh-huh. the upside down. And then oh on the inside, god. they have like the the board um, with the writing and stuff on it. But I think it's really cool that you yeah. can flip it upside down, and you've got the in the and the demogorgon. Will in the stuff room, room. There's the Christmas tree lights with yes. the letters. Yes. Oh, that's so cool! It is the coolest. I think I need I, to that buy that too. Demogorgon is adorable. It kind of is. I love it. You're certainly not wrong. I just saw 18 things I want to buy as far as products (laughs) are concerned, including a gorilla. Gorillas. Yeah, the gorillas, but it's the kids from Stranger Things. That is perfect. (laughs) The Demon Days cover? It was, yeah. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah. But still. So like, but yeah, no, you got to rewatch Stranger Things before you go into it. And we got till July 4th. Yeah. So it's like a couple weeks away. Right around the corner. I'm so excited. That's a week away. Oh my God. Yeah. You're right. So crazy. I'm so excited. Body <laughs> is ready. One week from this week. Yes. What What else did you? Because you, I weakness. mean, that was a lot of things. It Thank was. You. Um, is Thank there you. any like specific recommendation out of Thank all of those outside? Because we're talking about Stranger Things, and that's completely fine. <sighs> we're coming up yep, on that's that. Fine. That's fine. I mean. Fine. Yeah, really you're like, anything. I'm here to talk about video games. Where I like, just come on, I got to switch. I need Let's to be real here. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's pretty much what I do with my time. You watch anything now? I did, but I can't remember what it was. Of account. You uh, write these things down, woman. <laughs> okay. 
All right. I forget that we talk about the things we watch because I just don't I'll watch a lot. Of and we've been so shit. off kilter just because we're trying to like talk about the relevant things yeah. while exactly. they're relevant, right? Because we didn't talk about television yeah. at all Mm-mm. on the last podcast. Yeah. No, we did not. We've, we've been bouncing around like yeah. nutbags anyway. Yeah, basically. Uh, I watched the What We Do in the Shadows movie again. Ooh, good. Which that is something that you've hypothetically watched and haven't really reported yeah. on. That's true. And we can do that together. We can talk about that. Okay. What we do in the shadows, the television show, I have consumed all of. Elia has consumed almost all of them, but certainly the best episodes. Yes. Thus far. Okay. Uh, what we do in the shadows is a fucking hoot and a holler. Is that the Netflix Jesus, show? Jesus, yeah. yes. It's, well, it's on FX. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But there is the movie, but um, I was worried because the first episode plays out a lot like the movie. Right. But then it like when it takes its own direction and it, it takes off, it is so it's everything you would want from more what we do in the shadows like more sequels so right. um there was the uh the episode i was always looking forward to it because i saw the episode title mm-hmm. of the baron goes out and we talked about this on a previous episode that they have a, a house guest who's like a european lord and he looks like a vampire out of the underworld before right. they're hydrated again right <laughs> and and basically, yeah. he comes out and he says, I want to go out on the town. And boy, do they. And this is where they 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 get into the concepts. They get into the concepts of of what it what nightlife really is, especially in yeah. New York. Right. So naturally, the the Baron, they're like, Baron is just fucking eating whoever he wants. The whole time. Yeah. Just he'll turn around and he sees a drunk guy in the alley peeing. And he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> he just bites, bites into him. And he's like, whoa. I'm, I'm this woozy. One was pickled. Yes, he was drunk. And so they start drinking drunk people to get drunk too. <laughs> oh my God. Not just drunk people. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Tell me they go for the Molly I'm going to have to watch yeah. it now. Yeah. Yes, they no, definitely do. They definitely do. outside a rave and we don't. they're like, you look like you feel great. <laughs> Daniel, I just want a pizza pie. Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we will just here's the deal, and then you I know, think. All right, I'm gonna watch. We can't, show. we can't spoil a ton. There is a line, and well, there's. I'm gonna say one thing that's definitely getting everyone listening to watch the show and you guys. Okay, just one okay. small tiny thing from the show. There is an excerpt where one of the vampires <laughs> is outside in the back, just obviously in rural New York, and he's dancing. With a traffic cone on his head. And then he leans into the camera and says, I drank drug blood and now I'm a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) So they they go the full direction. And that's not even like, I would call that the best episode, but all the episodes are eight or nine. They're phenomenal. They're hilarious. They're well produced and they're well written. Yeah. They dive into the lore, and there's an episode that is so cameo heavy, it makes me like it. I don't know how they got everyone that they did in the episode, but that's okay. one I have not seen. The yet. Whistling. Oh, yeah, because Brian has to have his French press. My name's Brian. I'm a diva. I'm not even on the camera, and I demand French press motherfucking coffee. <laughs> I oh, hope Jesus. someone heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I really fucking hope that picked up. Yeah, that would be really nice. If anyone didn't hear, well, Rich was screaming from out there, and that's what's happening right now. But it, while he's it, gone doing French press, I like I'm my coffee strong, you damn bastard. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Thanks for calling me a damn bad. Thanks for reminding me. That I, I like my coffee my like I like my <laughs> women. Pale and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Is the, is the coffee water hot for the French press? <laughs> is the dirty bean water? 
I have I have removed the kettle. I have put the kettle on, and now I've removed the kettle. Wonderful. Uh, we started the Good Place on Netflix. Nice. Finally, we talked about the Good Place in like the first or second episode. Oh, I love that show. It is actually really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it it's, is. It's Quite really hard to watch it. other shows, though, coming off of What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows was good enough that coming off other shows, they can be. We went back to Letterkenny and watched two episodes and couldn't keep going. Have you said your opinion on the What We Do in the Shadows versus Letterkenny on the show yet? Not really, okay. which is kind of what I was getting into here. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay, and I'm glad you uh, kind of, like, brought that up. The issue, like, in terms of, like, if we were bringing it up as an argumentative point, Letterkenny feels like it, it's so off in its own world. Right. As opposed to, like, what we do in the shadows has such production value. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like, now, at the end of the day, Letterkenny looks like a show they can do for, like, uh, 500 grand. Yeah, 20 there's bucks n- and a pizza. Yeah. There's no way they did what we do in the shadows for less than 10 million. Exactly. The whole season, right? Right. So, right. like, it's, you see the quality that goes into it, but it's its own kind of, it, it is very repeated comedy as well in Letterkenny where it's always talking. There's a reason they're touring as a road show right it's now. It's really shticky. In theaters, yeah. It's oh, yeah. shticky. It's inner jokes over and over and over and over and over. Right. But what we do in the shadows, every episode has something so consistent and fresh. new about it. It's not just the same rehashed jokes every Every episode. They may repeat jokes a lot on Letterkenny, but I don't think that it's not well written. Yeah. No. I I think the formula is the same. Right. The joke changes. Right. But the formula is consistent. Right. Extremely samey. Yeah. Though, at the end of the day. I think... Go ahead. No, I was just going to basically put the cherry on top that it's good. It's yeah. still good. It doesn't make it any less, but it's still like such a different flavor that I'm right. just kind of like, okay, I actually do need a break from Letterkenny because I can't. It's hard to laugh at that when you watch a show like what we do in the shadows that is frankly like, I don't want to say it's the new office or something or the new like it. No, I said it. Actually, no, I said it on the text chat. It is the new Rick and Morty. Yes. What we do in the shadows. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like I like both shows, Letterkenny and uh, What We Do in the Shadows, but I think I like What We Do in the Shadows more because it is well-written and well-produced. Mm-hmm. And that production value just seals the deal for me. It really does. There's that. Uh, I'm going to go through the last show really quick. We started a new show called Bodyguard. Not The Bodyguard, not to be confused with the terrible... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay, but no, the theme You had it coming. Uh, the actor Rich Richard Madden, I think is his name, um, plays said bodyguard. That's the guy from Game of Thrones, right? It is, yeah. yeah that's It's Rob Stark. That's yeah. why I had no idea yeah. who the with fuck the, you were talking with about. With a clean... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you don't watch Game of Thrones. But uh, with a clean-ass shave. But it's really interesting to watch because, um, and this kind of, I already heard it was good in the first place. Like BBC, show, BBC shows are generally good because Sherlock, um, Luther are both amazing shows. And there's Brian Peacock. I love Top Gear. Like Sherlock. That's Ooh. like one of my favorite BBC shows. Exactly. I watch right. it all the time and I don't even care about cars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seasons are short and they're really good, right? Oh, they're so good. Um, Bite size, wonderful. But that being said. You look at uh, the show. I was watching the preview on Netflix, and what finally snared me is that he was, like, tucking his kids, and they were sleeping on a tranny. He stands up. He sees something peculiar by the bathroom, and he opens the door to the bathroom, and um, a woman in a hijab is wiring an explosive vest on herself. Lovely. On a train. Wow. Um, 
and what ensues might be the most stressful 30 minutes of television I've ever watched because it is the first episode and it is in the first 30 minutes that we figure out who this guy is through this attempted terrorist attack plot. So it's harrowing, but it's so well done. We continued watching and um, the cool thing about it is that he immediately goes to be the bodyguard for a high-working official um, on the prime committee. What is it? Congress? No. Parliament. There it is. Thank you. Um, basically. Uh, so that works. So, but he's working for, for a lady who's like just strictly a politician and we get to see what she's doing that he doesn't know and, and what he's trying to do to keep up with it. So it's really interesting because you get to see politicians work the same game as a bodyguard would. Okay. So they get this information and then they do things. So for instance, there is an attempted um, attack on the lady he's guarding. He mm-hmm. has to protect her. And she is like hunkering down and he's calling for backup. He's like, we need security right now. And it takes a couple minutes for the leader of that sect to send help. Mm -hmm. The leader of that sect was also just bitched at by said lady in their meeting so you get to see yes <laughs> okay. Okay. so it's from if it's from the outside that you can kind of deduct like huh maybe you should have been so bitchy to her just now and hand right. off the attempted train bombing to someone else with severe attitude i digress it's a very good show it's kind of you know it's kind of west wing like but with way more action okay okay and it's only six episodes so thus far we just love it they hour-long episodes? Yeah, they're hour-long episodes. Okay. And the, it, Richard Madden is nailing it. You really like him as said bodyguard. Um, plot twist, he has PTSD. Like, it's, you know, kind of comes with it. Wow. Right? Yeah. Which is kind of a Never thing. Never would have guessed. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, that's the only, you know, non-conventional thing about it, but the way he deals with it is really interesting because he's hiding it. Okay. So that he can continue to work. Okay. And that's okay. that. That's healthy. Yeah. If I can think of any other television we've watched since. I just continue to watch The Sopranos. It gets better and fucking better. Somehow. I don't get it. I'm learning way more Italian words. Way more. <laughs> Pasta. More <laughs> <laughs> like Capicoli. But it's really funny when his English ass therapist is asking him, like, when did you pass out? And he's like, well, when I was eating the gabagool, which is Capicoli salami, right? And she says, how did you feel when you opened up the gabagool? <laughs> <laughs> She's not even trying <laughs> to say what it is. It sounds like my dad when he tries to speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. God, right. <laughs> it's like, can, gracias. Can I have a sopapilla, please? Yeah. <laughs> can I have one of those sopapillas? And he does it to I'm, every, I'm really every like, Mexican restaurant we go to. It's Chicken fajitas, please. <laughs> can I get some fajitas? <laughs> Next and to that quesadillo. We have beat that to death. Yes. Rich, what'd you watch on the television? Oh, I watched so many things. Make it quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we go off on these long ass <laughs> just so you we can what? make Rich's section. It's yeah. 15 yeah. minutes, 15 yeah. minutes. We don't have enough time. Yeah. You know what? You know, no. We should skip you. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck your shadows. Rich, 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 go ahead, Rich. I don't give a fuck what you're doing your shadows now, bitch. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh. I watched the entirety of a Netflix show called Grace and Frankie. Oh, oh right. I've seen that. No. Not seen it, seen it, but I've seen it. Is that the one with Jane Fonda in it's it? It's got yeah. Jane Fonda yeah. and Lily Tomlin in it. The main reason that I was watching the entire thing was because I was looking for a cameo of Dolly Parton since I was a big fan of 9 to 5 when I was a kid. Never happened, but it's a very good <laughs> show. Very well written. It's For those unfamiliar, the premise of it is that these two... 
older couples that have been friends for 40 years. They've each been married for 40 years. The two husbands are partners in a law firm. And they take their wives to lunch one day and say, well, it's over. We've been having a 30-year affair. And we want to live out and proud and get married. So our respective marriages are over. And now these two women who have been married for 40 years are now kind of cut loose. And they have no one else. They kind of get together and stay together. And they're just like roommates and stuff. And it's really, really funny because Jane Fonda is like this really straight laced former CEO type person. And Lily Tomlin is a hippie that never yes. stopped doing all of the drugs and <laughs> So they're rooming together and Jane Fonda is an alcoholic and Lily Tomlin doesn't touch the stuff, but she is like, you've got to try this weed. You've got to try this weed. Try, you know what? I made this tea out of peyote. Try some of this. <laughs> pushing all these other drugs onto her to try and get her away from the alcohol. And it's just how it plays out and everything is hilarious. But there's one bit in the show that I had to pause it because I was laughing so damn hard. There's a point where the where Lily Tomlin and her former husband are selling their house. And so they have their kids over, they're packing up everything and they're all like wrapped in the nostalgia and everything. And everybody's kind of sad. And Lily Tomlin and her former husband are talking about how sad it is that they're selling this house and everything. And then they sleep together. This would be the known as the fuck off. It's kind of a, we're making sure that it's over. It is now over. And so, he comes over and tells Jane Fonda what happened because Lily Tomlin's like freaking out and running away and everything. And his name is Saul in the show. And so Jane Fonda goes and finds Lily Tomlin out on the beach and she's like, so Saul come o- came over. He told me what happened. So I slept with him to find out what all the fuss was about. I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, no. So they both they both slept with Saul. No, no, no. She was saying that to kind of fuck with her. Oh, she, okay, knew that okay, okay. she had slept with Saul. That's awesome. And since she had slept with Saul and her husband, it was pretty much everyone that oh. she had a relationship with was sleeping with this guy. Wow. <laughs> that is actually hilarious. It's it's really, really funny. And when they said that, I was like, <laughs> paused it, laughed for a while, and then I played it again. <laughs> um, I'm now up to season nine on Supernatural, and thanks to the miracle that is Netflix, I have never heard Carry On My Wayward Son in this damn show. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. I don't understand the reference to the song. It's just the, the finales. It's just the finales. The, that's probably the best way to watch Supernatural, though. Yeah, yeah it it's is. like listening it, to the music. Because when you're going into a finale, and you know shit's about to go down, and you hear, Carry On My it gets you, so, it just it gets the blood boiling. It gives you the goosebumps, and you're like, "Wow, someone's going to hell again!" But I'm still pumped for it. <laughs> someone's gonna die not permanently again. Which <laughs> <laughs> right? yes. it brought D. Morgan well, back okay. this time. You guys were telling me that it plays 
at the season finale. I was very, very specifically saying that. uh, Yeah. And somebody else told me that it plays on the recap going into the new season. I mean, maybe. I don't know where it is. Well, we'll I haven't heard it. So. It doesn't exist. I haven't heard it. Yeah. So we'll you know it. what? Fucking oh, Kansas. There's, well, there's 15 <laughs> opportunities on Netflix to find it. So we'll go look. Fair <laughs> Potentially double opportunities. I'm not going to. I'm going to live in my denial and say, I don't believe you. Anyway. It's on there. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rewatching Letterkenny over and over and over again, of course. And that is about it for the TV. Oh, I watched the first Episode and a half of Chernobyl. Ooh. How was it? Horrifying? It's terrifying. It's scary. It's it's really, really good, but it is really, really scary. And it makes sense how Russians are like as a people now. Does it explain the Adidas tracksuits? It does not. Fuck. <laughs> but it explains why every Russian person I've talked to is very blunt, very upfront, and very honest. Okay. And it's because Sorry. the only way they could rebuild their society after Chernobyl is to be 100% honest. Okay. Trust is the biggest thing because they were lied to so fucking hard. Really? By that their makes government. Oof. So much fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. Going into coming out of Chernobyl. The entire government is like, okay, how can we contain this? How can we contain the information? And they're letting people just stay there and be poisoned. Ooh. And they're not doing anything as far as evacuation or containment. Wow. They're just like, there's people that are like, no, the core has exploded. You have to evacuate. And they're like, there's no way for the core to explode. So I don't believe you. We're just going to work on containment. Ooh, and all these experts wow. are like, no, there is graphite on the ground. The only place graphite exists is in the core. You must evacuate. <laughs> and they're like, well, all these readings are coming in. They're like, that's the maximum on those read on those meters. That's Fuck. why the reading is maxed out there is because they burn out. And they're like, we got to get a bigger one to find out exactly how bad the contamination is. Holy shit. Oh I'm God. suddenly upset that I uh, canceled my HBO. <laughs> I'm gonna do that because I need to see the show. So right, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's good. It's scary. Um, Watch it. They're the guy from uh, Mad Men. I do it. know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah. the British one who yeah. came over and then hung himself. Yeah, and for spoilers for how long ago did that show end? Four years, five years ago. Something. Like and even then, it was like ago. in season five that I think he hung himself. But still, he was an interesting yeah. character. He was. Um, I did remember one more show. Okay, that we just literally just started. It's called Agretsuko. It is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I should start this. Oh. You should. It looks really, really odd yet it's, good yeah no it is odd yet good because it's got it's the cool thing about this is the outburst now for those of you that don't know it's basically an anime about it's like hello kitty right if hello kitty had a day job that she absolutely despised and then did death metal growling karaoke to get over it <laughs> so literally and it's so funny because they don't they don't build up to this she fucking explodes <laughs> so like the intro is her like getting her degree and they're like we got you lined up at your first accounting firm and she's like yeah and she's walking down the sidewalk and she she jumps like yeah and comes down and twists her ankle <laughs> and as soon as she twists her ankle it's like <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's so rough and it's right in and it was really funny it's oddly it's the crazy thing about it is how relatable it is to real life because something that happens to her 
uh, constantly is the assholes at work. Right. Who her boss is a chauvinistic pig. Literally, he's a gigantic chauvinistic actual pig because they're all animals, right? Um, and they'll like dump, dump. Uh, they were like, "Well, we got some more." She's like, "And I'm finally gonna get to clock out and go to dinner with my friend." And then the fucking assistant manager, who is literally a snake, walks up and dumps a giant pile of paperwork and says, I'm going to need this finished today. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) And then it cuts. And then she ends the song. Every time she sings, the lyrics are about them. And then she's like, (sighs) and she's standing on the toilet in the bathroom (laughs) where she just finished. (laughs) Um, Another relatable thing, and then I'm done, is the intro of the third season we really liked. Um, her name is actually just Retsuko, but they added a Gret to it, oh, obviously, because yeah. she's aggressive. Um, the funniest part about this was when uh, she's just going shopping at the mall, and there are the shopping assistant ladies. Huh? Go, if you want to try anything on, let me know. And it's just these quick jump cuts of like, okay, cool, no rush. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, cool, no rush. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, cool, let me. And she's like leaning into like this lady who's trying to help Retsuko is like leaning literally into her face like, cool, no rush. Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> and then of course, well, you know what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, like literally it's rage called. Rage metal. It is rage. It is honestly. Every yeah. time the episode starts, it starts with rage. Rage. Yeah, but like, and it pops up on the screen like the Chinese or Japanese Brian symbol Brian is showing for us images of rage. This so. rage kitten. Uh, the episodes are only like 15 minutes long, too. All right, so, nice. I mean, it's pretty, it's stellar. It's, nice. It is funny. It, it's e- an easy quick watch that's for sure so if you're just looking to kick it and like just kind of watch it there is the part of it that's like kind of uh, it can be a little awkward to watch because you're like oh gee like she just keeps eating shit so much (laughs) and it sucks to watch it but that's the point of the show and then seeing when she finally just snaps because when she does it's instantaneous there's no lead into it she's just suddenly screaming and that's what makes it funny nice yes I can't believe you just found that <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's been on there for a while. It's have you, have you been watching it, Brian? Yeah. Oh, you like it? Yeah. Okay, good. Kind of wanted to start it because Brian's of the pops. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Brian said he liked it. For those of you who I, couldn't hear, I read the synopsis on the Netflix, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna check this show out soon. But yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it. It looks like something you can just pass on because there's a ton of shows where you're like, this looks like it might be fun to just kind of like, you know, come back to. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn this on because we, we were cleaning. Yeah. So, and then we did. It was totally worth. Yes. Movies. I want to hear about Toy Story 4, but I don't want to hear about Toy Story 4. You know what I mean? Like no spoilers. I feel the same way. Yes. I can do that. Rich as the official Toy Story aficionado in the Den of Bricks. Do you want me to start with my full movie list and end with Toy Story 4? Or you just want me to jump into Toy Toy Story 4 and come around? I really just want to know about it. I just want to know what you thought of Toy Story 4. I enjoyed Toy Story 4. I enjoyed it just as much as Toy Story 3. Um, My favorites are 2, 1, and then a tie of 3 and 4. Oh, okay. That's my ranking of the Toy Stories. Do you like how dark they get in 3? And I'm assuming 4 gets uh, c- comparably dark. 4 is not as dark. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like 2 is a little dark, too, with uh, Jesse getting abandoned and things like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. True. <laughs> That's fair. Two, 2 and 3 were probably the darkest. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of a return to the early part of 2, I would say. Okay. Okay, okay cool. So... 
Um, Bonnie has her first day of kindergarten and makes a new friend. Literally makes a new friend. Forky. Forky. Yeah. Voiced by Tony Hale, who is Buster from Arrested Development. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's the best. He's excellent. (laughs) Juice. So Forky is coming to terms with being a toy and not being trash. Right. So he is he is very, very focused on getting to the trash bin. (laughs) (laughs) And Woody is trying to convince him that he is a toy. Right. Well, I mean, that's like the whole premise, right? But like, what did you feel like? I mean, because I know you're like ranking, but is it as it's so it's not as dark. It's not. Are there feels? Is there crying? Oh, there was a couple. There was a couple points where I was, I was like, "Who's cutting onions in the theater?" Because going into (laughs) it, they were talking like Tom Hanks and uh, uh, Tamal were doing like just kind of interviews, and they were like, "We couldn't believe the things we were saying to each other." Yeah, I think I saw that same interview. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, we couldn't believe the things we were saying in this booth, so they were cranking it up. There's a lot of. Um, Just click exit, Brian. And um, Buzz is coming into his own kind of as he's always kind of been Co-captain. Woody's second fiddle. Almost. He's, been, yeah. he's been his favorite deputy. Right. Yeah. And so Buzz has kind of taken a front seat because Bonnie is really into all of her toys and everything, but mm-hmm. she's more into the spaceman than she is the classic cowboy. <laughs> yeah. So Buzz is taking more of the center stage and Woody is learning to let go. Oh yeah. That mm. makes sense. Of that because he's so used to being the central. The, the center favorite. the favorite toy. Yeah. So he wasn't he's the first one. used to leading the room and he's not anymore. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's got her other favorite, and her other favorite is running the room. Right. So, which is cool. And so Woody's latching on to Forky because he pretty much has nothing else to do. Right. Can we wait till Netflix? Is there like a ton of spoiler potential in this? Because there's, I mean, I would recommend seeing it in the theater if you're worried about spoilers. I mean, the spoilers are okay. I mean, they're. Mm-hmm. They're not like groundbreaking or anything. It, it's kind of what you expect a little bit. Once, okay. As it once you on. see who's in it and everything. Yeah. Then it's kind of, okay, this is expected. Okay. Okay. And uh, it ends on a good note. You feel good for everybody. I've heard it defined as an epilogue. Yes. Two. Yeah. yeah. Two Toy Story 3. Yes. Um, Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key voice Ducky and Bunny, and they are absolutely hilarious in this movie. They are the highlight as far as the funny bits to this movie. Fair enough. Okay, Forky is close, but Ducky and Bunny just steal it every scene they're in. Their go-to for any plan that they are enacting is the plush rush. And the plush rush involves them attacking anyone <laughs> this was in a commercial yeah yeah they just jump out they're like push rush <laughs> and this little lady's like <laughs> and they're like we're not going with that plan okay plan b and then they go into plan b and it is just a different variation of the plush rush oh my God. so plans a through f are all just a variation of the plush rush and the rest of the toys are like really <laughs> you got anything else? <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Perfect. So I highly recommend it. 
especially if you're into Toy Story. If you're not into Toy Story, you can skip it. Duly noted. What else do you watch? Um, well, back, back, back. I watched Ma. Oh. The Octavia Spencer horror right. thriller movie. Okay. Yeah. Is it as mediocre <laughs> as it looks? Well, it's even more mediocre than that. Oh, God. So yeah. skip it. Yeah, I would s- <laughs> well, yeah, Red it box be, if you're desperate for scary. It might, it might be worth a watch on Netflix or one of the streaming services you're already paying for. Do not spend money. But I wouldn't say even dropping the dollar on Redbox is okay. going to be worth your okay. time or money. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Which means um, it's going to be on Netflix the day after it's released on Blu-ray. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's... My wife was really excited to see it. And when we left the theater, I was like, I'm sorry, it wasn't better. (laughs) And she was like, I liked it. I was like, okay, good, good. Sweet. I'm still sorry it wasn't better, but good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we watched um, a couple of Netflix movies. Do you see what he did here, Ellie, with the writing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just checking. Fuck off. Hey, I can always bring up Borderlands. Also true. Also true. I hey, watched, uh, you can keep it, by the way. I downloaded it for free. Yeah, oh, well, it's free everywhere. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll uh, probably play it and then immediately give it back to you because it will make me vomit. Okay. Anyway, I uh, watched Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Oh, I want to see that. That looks so funny. It is your typical rom-com, mm-hmm. but it is really, really funny. I saw on YouTube the one clip where Keanu Reeves comes into yes. the, uh, the restaurant. It is so funny. Keanu so Reeves funny. does a cameo of the pretentious Hollywood dick bag, but he is himself just <laughs> a hyper uh, exaggerated version of what a Hollywood douchebag would right. be. And so he, he comes in, he's wearing these glasses, and the guy's like, cool glasses. He goes, thanks, they're for a part. They don't even have lenses in them. <laughs> but he's still wearing them. Oh, so it's like, <laughs> wow. And then they, they have this dinner, which the feature of the dinner is that you get headphones so you can listen to the anguish of the animal that you're eating <laughs> as you eat it. And he's okay. sitting there and he orders the venison and he's sitting there with the headphones on and he takes a bite and he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So. It sure looked good. He, he ends up goading the other guy into punching him and the other guy is like this aspiring hip hop artist the end credits are his original song I punched Keanu Reeves in the face (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend this movie I have spoiled absolutely nothing for you okay I've given you highlights but you must watch them to really appreciate them okay um but it's typical romantic comedy you will be able to predict where it goes and everything it's just worth a watch regardless it looks really funny i'm glad you said netflix movies because it made me remember one of my yes okay i also watched a netflix movie called the perfection which was really fucking odd oh my god that movie was so damn odd is it the one where she's following the girl around and like they're both going through europe but one of them is insane hey well mild spoilers for the perfection I, it, if you want to see a weird fucking movie, watch it. Okay. But I will get into the mild spoilers here. These two girls are like the 
most celebrated cellists at this one New York school for music. Uh And one of them had to drop out to take care of her mom who had cancer. And then once her mom dies, then she goes and reconnects with the school. And that's where she meets the new up and comer. And she starts going around with her around a, I think China is where they're bumming around. And the other girl starts losing her shit, just losing her mind. And Ends up cutting off her own hand. Okay. Oh, kind of hard to play the cello. Yeah, yeah a little bit. It then, Not if you tape the bow. It on. Then rewinds. <laughs> the movie then. Re- <laughs> the movie then rewinds, and you find out that this girl who dropped out to take care of her mother mm-hmm. has been dosing the new cellist to make her insane to the point of cutting off her own hand. And this is mild mm. spoilers. This is mild. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm in. Wow. I'll watch this shit. Okay. It then follows their aftermath and then goes completely off the rails. Whoa. Okay. All right. Okay. That wasn't even a slight spoiler for this movie. It it gets batshit crazy. Wow. I'm in. Stephen okay. Weber is in it. Okay. Who's Stephen Weber? I forget. Um, he was the Max Rager guy on iZombie. Ah. Oh, he a show also, I haven't watched. He also does the audiobook for It. Yes. Oh, okay. Which an I have listened to that. Listened to. Hmm? I have listened to that. It's actually. amazing. It is amazing. He's been in a bunch of stuff. His Twitter is hilarious. Oh. So. My Twitter's all hilarious. Steven Weber. Your Twitter's popping right now. Check nice. out The Perfection. It's okay. dark. It's odd. It's fucking crazy. Okay. And it's nearly impossible to predict. But she doesn't tape the bow to her hand. To tr- she her doesn't wrist. go death proof on it. Yeah. Do you want a major spoiler? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm not going to tell you. Perfect. And Shame. then I watched Rocket Man. Oh, oh Rocket Man! I want to see that. I do too. Same. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's almost, it's almost a rock opera. There's so much music in it. Makes sense. And Taron Egerton is singing the entire time. He's it's actually it's him. all him. That's fucking it exciting. Is, it is yes. not Elton at all. It is all him. That's really exciting. And it's going through Elton's early career where he meets up with Bernie Taupin mm-hmm. and they start their partnership and his early out and proud life going through all that and his struggles with addiction. Okay. Because he's addicted to everything. Oh, yeah. Elton John is addicted to everything, and he's very good at managing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be as successful as he is now. Right. I was going to say, I didn't even know that he was, like, addicted to anything. Same. Oh, yeah. He's addicted to everything. Interesting. He he loved alcohol, cocaine, all of the fun stuff, and sex. He was... How is he the only alive? One he gave up, the <laughs> only one he didn't give up was sex. Fair. He's, he's, my wife was telling, she used to work for uh, the power company in Georgia. Okay. And she told me about all of these apartments that he was paying the bills on. Oh, my God. And I was like, Elton's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's Elton putting up for at-risk people, which... 
would be completely in line for mm-hmm. him to do. If somebody came to his show and was like, you know, my parents kicked me out. I'm kind of homeless. And he was like, here's an apartment. Don't worry about the bills. Get your life on track. I love it. That that might be the case. Or it might be that Elton's got a shit ton of rent boys in Atlanta. I have no idea. <laughs> Either one is absolutely possible. It very Truth. well could be both. Could be both. But the beautiful thing that they did in this movie that I really, really liked was when Elton first goes into rehab, he is in the spangled jumpsuit that has the flames on it. He's got the big red feathered wings Mm -hmm. and the hat with the devil horns and everything. He comes in looking like a bat out of hell. (laughs) And he sits down and he's like, my name is Elton and I'm an alcoholic and a cocaine addict and a sex addict. And I'm addicted to this. And he goes on with this list. And he's kind of bullshitting himself as he's bullshitting everyone else. Mm -hmm. But the more truth he reveals, the more parts of the outfit come off. Oh, wow. And by the time he's at the end of rehab, he's sitting there in regular street clothes. Okay. Interesting. So as it steps through each part of the process, he's losing a little bit more and more of that grand persona. Wow. And he's coming back down to... (laughs) Regular Elton. How did Taron Edgerton do? He did amazing. Okay. I mean, to the point where it was tough to tell. The difference? The difference. Good. I love that. I I didn't even see Taron Edgerton the whole time. I saw Elton. Which is kind of hard to do when you enjoy Kingsman as much as you do. Exactly. You know, know, at first I was like, hey, he's in Kingsman. But by like the, I want to say 15 minutes in, I only saw Elton. Perfect. He did an amazing job. Highly recommend Rocketman if you're a fan of Elton John. Okay. Look at the two of them there. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Didn't they do like a duet somewhere they together? Did. Yeah. They did. I thought I remember yeah. seeing that. Yep. Elton came out of retirement to promote the movie, mm-hmm. and they did a duet. They did several duets together. They actually did, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. What else? And there's watch? there's a sex scene in the movie that Terry was like, it was tough to draw the line. We didn't know where we went too far. <laughs> it was like, wow, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So um, that, I believe, is all of the movies. Yeah. Thus far. Taylor. Yes. You said you saw a movie that you were just dying to talk about. I did. I went and saw Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? I went and saw it. And now they're both just, what's going on? Okay. Godzilla was epic. It's yeah, you guys can it definitely was so get the fuck good. out. Yeah. Uh, so good. So I haven't good. had a chance to see it yet. And uh, I'm gonna kind of go over this and when Daniel met Rich, but I just I haven't seen really any movies in the theater lately. But I like I'm. It's, oh my god, it's talk so good. It. So it's got a lot of monsters in it. Like it's got a very vast variety of them. Right, right. They mention a couple that you don't see, which mm-hmm. sets you up for the next movie, right. which is Godzilla vs. Kong. Exactly. Well, they're going to mention Kong um, easily. Yeah, it was so good. Like oh. I when is we it got, everything you wanted it to it be? It was like everything that the 90s kid in me just absolutely needed. Ooh. Like, I, like I loved it. Okay, okay. Like as soon as me and Itai walked out of it, I was like, we have to see this again. Did like, you? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I like I loved it. It was so so good. I like, saw Godzilla twice too. So it's so good. Yeah. Like I loved it. Like Hydra was really cool, which they called him King Ghidorah, <laughs> but you know, he's Hydra. I mean yeah. Rodan was in it, Mothra uh-huh. was in it, um, you hear mention of Kong and Skull right, Island and right. things like that. Okay. The battle scenes were fucking phenomenal. That's what I really want to know about because like things that I did enjoy like, okay, so people bitch about Godzilla and they're like, Oh, it didn't like it never really focused on Godzilla and it's like, Well, that kinda makes sense because like it's kind of this Jurassic Park thing where they're not gonna show him till the end in a way. But when he is there and he's fighting the Mutos mm-hmm. at the end of it, those fights are brutal. It's you know brutal. there's the, the new the one breathing the atomic breath down the throat oh of a Muto God. until the head falls off and then he's just holding it. He drops it in the fucking bay and then roars like he uh, is it the same attitude in terms of the fights yeah okay so it's, it's like is it like what i'm really hoping for is is it like the end of godzilla stretched out into a feature like yes more monsters? it is and oh. they even reference the first one quite a bit um okay with like that end battle scene mm-hmm. with him they mm-hmm. reference that quite a bit but okay this one was just amplified Ooh. Like, there's so many different fights. There's mm-hmm. so many different creatures. Yeah. The creatures were phenomenal looking. Like, Mothra right. was the shit. Really? Yeah, I bet. Mothra was fucking awesome. Right. And, yeah, I just absolutely loved the it. The fact that you're saying Mothra, because you look at it from afar, and it was cool watching her in one of the shots, watching Mothra. She's, like, coming in for a kill, because she's known as Queen of Monsters, right? Yes. And I'm just kind of like, the Moth, in the previews, I was like, she looks really pretty. Like, she might be, she's like, beautiful. the healer of the group. And not really a threat to, uh, to no, anyone. No, she gets in there. Oh, she does? She gets in there. Ooh. She gets in there. <laughs> Good. Let's just say that. I don't want to spoil too much for you, That's but fu- she gets in there. The only time you see the monsters actually going head to head in the trailers is like Godzilla and King Ghidorah just flying at each other. Um, That's it, right? They come in contact with each other more than once. Oh, boy. Mm, so okay it does start out with them looking for godzilla there's a there's the doctor that's looking for him Uh, i can't remember his Uh, name let them fight yes yes (laughs) whoever can watanabe's character but yeah he he's looking for them um or he's looking for godzilla and you actually end up seeing him in the water right which is really cool and the first contact that you see with him is fucking crazy do you want to see mom Oh, Mothra is epic. Oh, you I've have seen Mothra. I saw her already. But you yeah. watch, yeah. This is the shot that I saw, so it looks like she's going full attack. So you actually watch Mothra being hatched. Oh, really? Which is really fucking Ooh. interesting. Um, so the premise of it is that they find all of the monsters, right? And there's like a group of people that are trying to like control them almost, right? Makes and sense. And so it starts off with them. With Mothra, mm-hmm. and it starts off with the doctor, and then Millie Bobby Brown is her daughter. Yeah, and they're trying. They're like, "Oh, she's about to hatch. Like, come, you know, she's about to hatch." They've got this machine that's supposed to help control them. Right. And they're like trying to test it out and stuff. And then let's just say all hell breaks loose. Well, naturally. Yeah. yeah. But Mothra is really cool though because like Mothra ends up hiding for a lot of the movie, but when she comes out, it's she's that clutch player. She comes, comes in for the clutch. She, when she comes out from where she's hiding, uh-huh. it's probably one of the most beautiful scenes out of the whole movie. Ooh, I can dig that. Yeah. Okay. And just King Ghidorah was absolutely fucking phenomenal looking. Like, okay. The whole movie was great. Oof. I loved it so much. I'm really so excited much. about the scale 
of the whole thing. I'm really glad you watched it because I was, oh man, I haven't met someone who's watched it yet. We were looking at, so like this summer box office is totally just blowing up because we were thinking about like going to see a movie yesterday and like I went on to look at showings for everything and, um, well not everything because I'm waiting to see Toy Story 4 because Screaming Kids and I'll get to that later, (laughs) but, but, um, Godzilla and Rocket Man both came out the same weekend two weeks ago and both of their theaters were full. Wow! Mm-hmm. Yesterday on Fandango that's, when I was looking for reserves, that's so. impressive. But um, you just sold me for oh, Godzilla at least. Like it's I just, great. Oh my gosh! It's oh, great. As long as it's just brutal as shit. It is brutal. Oh it's pretty gosh. brutal. But the whole time, yeah. Ugh. Like it's pretty action packed. Like the whole movie. It's not mm-hmm. like the first one where it's like action in the last ten minutes. Okay. It's action the whole movie. Right. There's like little bits and pieces of it where it's like yeah people are talking about this and that and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of it is action and with different monsters. My, my biggest curiosity, it can get kind of, for the same reason, it can get kind of silly when you add too many aspects to a film. So with the three monsters, I mean, they went from Godzilla and just a new set of monsters to Godzilla and three of the big hitters, <laughs> pretty much the biggest hitters in all of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. With the backstory of bringing that in, do they just kind of like, you were kind of talking about how they try to control the monsters in ways or at least point them in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel um, unearned, does it? Or like too weird in terms of stop showing that picture, Brian, um, <laughs> of Godzilla holding King Kong and a baby <laughs> Bjorn. Um, do they kind of naturally, organically? Does it seem organically written to bring everything together? Not just oh they're here, oh they're here, they're gonna meet up here and fight for fun. Like no, it's, it's very organic. Okay, cool. It's All very right. organic. It's not like where did he come from? No, okay. you figure out where every single one of them come from because right. you watch where they come from. Oof. Are the monsters ethically sourced? Uh, yeah. Yes. Is that like, oh, yes. Straight from Chernobyl. <laughs> I wouldn't call that ethic, buddy. <laughs> yes. You're not the most avid of movie watchers. I didn't watch any movies. I watched uh, DCI, though. Jump Corps International. Oh, that's nice. We'll do that on a show. Never. Fucking eat my ass. remind me with uh, Toy Story 4, though, when you said Screaming Kids. The kids in my theater were very subdued. I don't think this is going to be a screaming kids movie. Okay, really? because they're actually interested. Well, exactly. Most okay. of the kids in this were. I know it's whistling. I'm Tell headed that way. Off. No, I'll go get it. Okay. In a second, give me one second. We're one about to finish this. First Pixar movie I've seen in a theater that was not headed up with a short film. Also true. Really? There was yeah. no short at the front of it. Well, that's but disappointing. It was yeah. upsetting. I was like. Because I love starts, their shorts. It exactly. starts. Yeah. The movie starts, and I was like, "Oh, cool! A short featuring this." But then the movie is started, and I'm like, "Where's the short? There is no short. This is the movie. Oh shit! Whoa! So, so the yeah. old the old man playing chess finally died. Oh, Basically. oh my god! Ouch, buddy! <laughs> Too soon! You <laughs> son of a! Just, he hasn't been in a short for years. He died years ago. <laughs> Dude, that was a bug's life. He did put Woody back together, didn't he? Um, I can't. So here's the deal. Uh, I took uh, Sarah to see Avengers Endgame. It was the second okay. time I saw it. Okay. And uh, th- there were people with screaming children, and they did not remove the screaming children. So at the end, it naturally is is like you know, fucking spoilers for a game that's been out for months. You don't give a shit. No, I don't. Uh, t- Tony is fucking dying. 
and there are children screaming. No, literally, it is so fucking quiet in the theater. And at the front left of the theater, there's this lady who's been taking her kid in and out and in and out and in and out. And the movie is fucking almost ending at this point. And for three hours, like, on and off. But by the end, this kid could not shut the fuck up. So Tony's dying. It is the one part that my wife will ever give a shit about in any of these Marvel movies. And Tony's dying. Pepper Potts is like, go. And we hear a kid fucking... (laughs) And I... I don't want to watch movies in theaters anymore. Talk about a fucking moment, Ruiner. I don't yeah. want to watch movies in theaters. Anyway. People are getting so disrespectful in the theater, and I'm getting to a point where I can't I can't contain myself. I'm going to start standing up, and I'm going to nip it at the bud. Like, I don't know how to do this without being a huge dick, and I'm probably going to bring it out up on WDMR, but that's why I haven't seen any movies in a theater except for one, and I'll get to that. I watched Murder Mystery on Netflix. Um, how was that? It, it was actually good. It's oh, an Adam Sandler dear. movie. Oh, yeah. I watched that, too, mm-hmm. actually. That is mm-hmm. really good. It, yes, no, it was good. It was really uh, good. Because, naturally... Now, the thing, the really nice thing about it is that you watch Adam Sandler movies, and he's either really dumb or he's cool, and everyone around him is dumb. Right. He starts cool and then is slightly dumb <laughs> by the end. But he mixes the roles. Like, it actually changes, and his character actually has... <laughs> kind of a third dimension but he's still just like unfortunately like he gets in trouble he's a prick he's a liar blah 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 by the end of the movie um but the cool thing is jennifer aniston and him have just this amazing chemistry oh yeah really carries a movie and Mm -hmm. the jokes that they make so um and they really go go off on on you know giving her the better role is there anyone she doesn't have chemistry with also she's just amazing point she's awesome awesome yeah in everything. Anyone she's yeah. in a movie with. That's yeah. also true. Right. That's also true. I mean, she made us like David Schwimmer. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we did watch that. I mean, there's a, it's, it's you know, um, I'm trying to think of like the jokes in it, but you know, the premise is basically that they just go to, uh, they're going on a, Euro- a European honeymoon and uh, she meets an entrepreneur in the first, first class bay and he says, well, I'm going on a cruise. Would you like to come? And then they get on the cruise and then, uh, he says we're celebrating my rich uncle's birthday. When no, his wedding, wasn't it? Wedding, thank you. Yeah. When he's coming down the stairs, I want to you his to pause ex-girlfriend. the movie. Um, also true, yes. yes. <laughs> but I digress. I, for some odd fucking reason, was able to guess the old man that played that uncle billionaire that is shortly murdered. Okay. So these two completely plain Jane people from New York are sitting in a room with an actress, a race car driver, a, a uh, illustrious uh, 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 tennis, uh, Japanese skier, like all of these characters. One of them was a race car driver too, right? A Formula yeah, yeah, One yeah, driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Formula One, very yeah. specifically. Only speaks okay. Spanish. Yeah. And they get, and <laughs> right. they, it's so cool because. It's not played by John Turturro. I have completely lost interest. They're put in a, in an act, like just a straight up murder mystery, but it's in real life. They are so out of place. And for that reason, <laughs> they're the number one suspects. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they it's... get a French inspector tailing them and they're just like, and they're like all getting interviewed and they're like, was there anything out of place in the room? And they're like, each of them are getting interviewed. Like, well, the, the Americans. Americans. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans, the Americans, the Americans. And then they're getting interviewed together, Nick and, and uh, uh, um, Adam and, and Jennifer and they're just kind of like. Abigail, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, 
<laughs> they're just like, yeah, yeah I kind of like was just kind of like surprised by all of this. But, you know, I'm a detective, so I'm going to help out. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, you're actually the number one suspect. They're like, what? So, yeah, no, and uh, Jennifer Aniston reads uh, murder mysteries all the time. So she's like, all right, what kind of evidence do you guys have? <laughs> yeah. like, she's like so into it and stuff. It's That's nice. probably, yeah, no, and that is actually, I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. because that's probably the most clever aspect of the writing is that when it cuts away from them, they go like to bed for the night and they're like, okay, everyone go back to their rooms, leave the dead body here, stop touching it. <laughs> and everyone go back to their rooms and then they go back to their rooms and they're like, you see the look on his face? It was totally him. And they're like solving the murder for fun <laughs> in their bedrooms and having these debates. Nice. So. It's a really good movie. Uh-huh. It's really, really good. I'll watch it. And then in the emails, I received passes to Annabelle Comes Home. No. Nope. No. I'll talk to you about it. It's cool. Uh-uh. Yeah. You, know what? you guys talk about it. I'll get more coffee. Okay. <laughs> hey, why don't you refill your water while you're at it? It's almost hey, empty. I'm going to refill my water while I'm at it. Okay, yeah, do that, and um, I plan ahead, and then stop, no, keep stop leaving, and then stop leaving the room. I will continue because I, I have things to <laughs> share. Uh, as far as it was, uh, in terms of how it, it was, it bad? No, it was the it was no. In terms of my favorites, as it relates, I would rank it second in the universe, only to Conjuring Two. Okay, because I really liked the first two Conjuring movies a lot, it, it but I a, never saw the Annabelle movie because it got such horrible, horrible reviews. Yeah. So I never really saw it, and I mean... That is the tough part. Yeah. For sure. Um, Annabelle Comes Home is easily the best of the Annabelles, uh-huh. and I think it will be highly regarded as the best in the Conjuring universe by many. Do you need to watch the other two Annabelle movies to get you what's going on? You actually do not at Okay, all. then. Sweet. I'll be on Perfect. board. Sometimes they tie them in. Even then, the first Annabelle, like, it, it is a little rough, and it's not as interesting as others, but the first Annabelle is still good. It is. I, I liked think. it a lot. Yeah. Okay. I liked it more than I liked The Conjuring There's too. definitely scare factors to be had in that yeah. Annabelle. Now, Annabelle creation uh, was fucking terrifying. The director took to, to Twitter to say, damn, they made a better Annabelle than mine, about Comes Home. <laughs> 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 so, uh... The movie actually ended up being, and this is why I really need you here for this, Rich. Um, the well, thing case. about Annabelle <laughs> is that they have, she's kind of like a conduit for other um, artifacts in the room as well. Oh, shit. And that's what causes, you know, the kind of issue. Now, the coolest thing about Annabelle is that it is basically, it's, and I saw another review, basically call it the adventures of babysitting in the Conjuring universe because a babysitter sneaks into the fucking museum and starts fucking with shit down there for fun. But not really. That's a plot element. What a dumbass. Sounds like the museum in the woods. So they get all of these things. (laughs) From the Conjuring, from Ed and Lorraine Warren's real life lore, right? And these things are busting out into the house and individually, like you know, right. um, messing with them. Right. The thing about this movie is that it is. I was so confused at the end of the movie because it is. It is. It's also the funniest and the most heartfelt of all of these Conjuring films, which is like, we don't go into these theaters to watch these kinds of movies. You know no, what I mean? We just want to be scared. It was still the most terrifying movie at the same time. But with a plethora 
of different things haunting okay. these people individually, right? Oh so um, <laughs> if any of these movies you can see, Rich, you could probably see Annabelle comes home in the theater and be fine because <laughs> Annabelle is, it's like the Avengers where it's like if you're there to see Captain America, you know you're only going to see Captain America for five minutes. But because there are so many different entities in this, you barely see, I, I don't want to say you barely see Annabelle because it's still obviously about Annabelle, right? And when they do have the Annabelle moments, they nail it. But the cool thing is that you have so many things coming at you from so many different directions that they nail the scares and they build them in ways that I haven't seen since the original conjuring in that basement scene. Oh God. Okay. So, I am fully on board for this. I'm, so, I'm on board as well. Yeah. So I'm I'd on board pretty, as well. I'd pretty much be more terrified by toy story four than I would be by Annabelle's presence in this movie. No. Um, <laughs> toy story four had a doll in it. Mm. Yeah. Which Gabby, I'm sure Gabby. Oof. That was the leader of a bunch of ventriloquist dummies. Oh, no. So this was, there was a good 25 to 30 minute section in the middle there that was my nightmares. So Actually, yeah, it might scare you more or less. So no, no imagery, Brian. We don't want to freak Rich out. Okay. But that being said, um, no, it was good. And they break it up with humor that doesn't feel so out of place that's why i was so confused and i'm like what did i just watch and i was like thinking about the scares in retrospect and the fact that it actually got me i was just like actually that was oddly the most tonally consistent of these films in the same way that like the way they build the scares and it's like you think something's coming and then they change it and you're like whoa how did that actually happen and now i'm laughing but it feels right so Um, for that so reason, they definitely play with your expectations. They oh one hundred percent. That's the best way to say it. Is they do play with your expectations okay. going into a movie like this. So, um, I tweeted about it, and I'm blowing up on Twitter. It's true. To date, I have one hundred and forty two likes. Um, because I tagged it. Uh, WB reached out to me and asked if they could use my tweet for promotion. Nice. So oh, um, I'm keeping an eye on the Annabelle ads because for I'm, many. I'm a <laughs> bee in one of them. No, when I signed the consent form, I had to say no. But Ellie, in her infinite wisdom, said, yo, capitalize on that fucking Twitter game, boy. And I did. And right below it, I said, hey, excitement ain't come listen to us. So if you're listening off of my Annabelle tweet, thank you for coming. I love you. Yes, we love you so much, and thank you for being here. Um, so one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and you know kind of like analyze each and every one of these. I to may eventually out. watch it one day on Netflix. <laughs> on Netflix. Or well, yeah. I, it's a very rare thing for me to see a horror movie in the theater because I am notorious for ruining them <laughs> for everyone else. Truth. When I'm in the theater. Like, I ruined The Unborn for everyone in that theater by whispering camel toe at a very quiet moment, (laughs) which made every dude in the theater just giggle incessantly, (laughs) so... It's true. Yeah, that's a lost episode. Yes. And that's okay. Was it it a a lost episode? Yeah, it was. The audio was screwed on it. Okay, fair enough. Did we record it at my place? No. It was recorded in the the, uh, Library of Arts and Interests, but Mm -hmm. still... That was a long time ago. Yay for exposure, and that's all for for Annabelle. But that's the nice thing is that, you know, um, when Ron Howard and I meet up for chocolate (laughs) shakes and and cheeseburgers, well, you know, um, Annabelle's going to come with us, and we're going to have a great time. You know, I'm going to add her to the list of my celebrity friends, (laughs) and we're just going to have a great time at Gunther Tootie's having the Elvis fries. Uh, Same shoulder. Nice. Hey. 
What? Guys, I did have an idea that I just want to talk about out loud to everyone. Okay. okay? I want to make a short a short film. Not a short film, but just a short. A funny short. Okay? I'm on board. It's not called Annabelle. It's called Andrew. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and I really just want to get the doll and dress it up like a boy. And instead of like being like a scary haunting, it's like an annoying haunting. So they get a roommate. His name's Andrew. And they're like, as long as you come up with rent, that's fine. And then Andrew is just sitting at the table just like pigging out. Cut back to someone doing dishes They're like Andrew you're not g- doing any of your dishes man cut back Andrew's gone his bowl is sitting at the table still and now he's on the on the couch watching TV and he's like are you uh, cut back are you gonna do anything he looks down the bowl is there now <laughs> he's, there and he's like are you gonna do anything around this place things like that so uh, I think it would be really funny <laughs> to kind of right. cut that out right no am, am I no, on to something I'm, here just like annoying you already know me. my opinion on it I'm, yeah I'm exactly in. boom we would I'm not we would out Exactly. Would that make it watchable for you? I don't know. A, a watchable <laughs> doll movie? I have no fucking clue. Okay. We're going to find out. Yeah, pretty much. It's just really easy to do jump, you know, like moving panning cuts and just move it all. So, like, why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Copyright excitement, Inc. <laughs> Did, uh, so you talked about Godzilla. You talked about the, we're, oh man, we're over an hour. Sorry, which means we need to start off. talking about video games. But first, there's an excerpt called. Fulshmills, where we talk about the cool, nerdy things that we bought, toys we might have gotten, and I've gotten things. But let's start with Ellie because, well, she's got a curveball. Well, I'm not really sure how I'm going to be able to show this off on camera Just here. Just on the come table. to the middle. Come Kay. to the middle. Yes. Come to the middle. Okay. Okay. So. If you would closely examine Ellie's thigh. Let's, let's see here. Put that thigh up. Get them legs up, girl. So, I got a tattoo of a shiny Eevee. Shiny Kind of impromptu spur of the moment. Let's see. You, I wish I could reach to the. Reach. So it's, can, it's a little. It's a little glary. Glossy. But it's because it's still got the thing on it. Yeah. And the light. The light's really not helping. The light. No, it just shows it that it's a shiny. Truth. It makes it shiny. Okay. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> when it evolves. Uh, you know I love you, Brian. <laughs> When it evolves, your thighs uh, can be You want to enormous. give your tattoo artist a shout out? Uh, she's Danny Dismay on Instagram. Who? Danny Dismay. <gasps> D-A-N-I-E. Dismay. Go find her. She has good work. She's a fucking amazing. She did a watercolor portrait of uh, me and my wife that my wife had commissioned from her. Um, and it looks wonderful. Amazing. So she's just a good artist in general. And then you put a tattoo gun in her hand and I'm going to get her to do my next tattoo. What's your next tattoo? Right shoulder. A full left schmelz. shoulder, I mean. Because I'm I'm not <laughs> symmetrical now. I've got the Disney castle on my right mm-hmm. wrist, and I've got my wife's initials on my left wrist. Yeah. And I've got the one sure. right in the center of my spine there, and then I've got the shield up here. But I have I've got not seen all of your... I've not seen all of your tattoos. You have not seen all my no. tattoos? All right. I'll make you take off your shirt later. I'll take off my Ooh. shirt later. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be sassy. Anyway, or I'll but see I've it. got nothing on my left shoulder, and I've been toying around different ideas. And the one I think I've landed on is the alien Lego minifigure from Toy Story. Oh, but it's Lego. Perfect. Right. Do you want a full schmelz? I could. I don't know. Do you want to do your full schmelz I don't really on care. Your, on that? Yeah, I'm just okay. saying. I got a new Lego set. It's the roller coaster set for Toy Story 4. Yeah. There we go. Easy, I easy. also I also put together the ones that I got on the few... Full schmelzes ago. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Three and a half transformation, ago. And okay. Yoda's hut, mm. and all of that fun business. 
You seem to want to go through that. Looks cool. Well, I because I sense there are other things. So oh, I mean there are. Go ahead, Ellie. We'll let other things roll. <laughs> I totally bought pops yesterday, but I forgot to bring them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I got you covered. Okay, because I'm pretty sure one of them is the same one I bought. Uh, Taylor, is there any honorable mention cool toys you got recently? I mean, I know we're kind of sideswiping you here with the full um, segment. Not that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Okay, that's fine. I'll go. <laughs> you yeah, go. He's very excited I, to go if you couldn't tell. Normally <laughs> I have like new toys and stuff like that, but I don't have any right now. I found the Lion Sora. Yeah, I got that one too. Lion really? Form Sora Pop Funko Ooh. from this is E3. as soon as I saw this, I'm not I'm not I do not spring for Funkos generally. I just don't. Fair. So I was like, That's what you got uh, but That's but fine. what happened, Deli? What happened when I saw that? Uh, you sent a picture to me. And, yeah. And I said, buy this if you see it, <laughs> which I never tell you to do right. about Pop Funkos. Right. But I know you're usually shopping for them. Right. So I was like, buy this if you fucking see it. And then the very next day, I found one too. Nice. <laughs> and you didn't buy it. How could you? You fucking bought it already. You, you oh. mother. I did oh, buy one. okay. Sorry. I did buy I one. I didn't remember. <laughs> um, that being said, it, so, mm. here it is. It is the E3 limited edition, very specifically, Sora in lion form, which was like, I mean, as much as I love the Lion King, right? It's a fucking, in, yeah. it's a no-brainer for me. So Kingdom Hearts 2, that, yeah. that world was amazing. Exactly. What do you think of that E3 sticker there, <coughs> Ellie, on the front? Just I mean, off. does that make you feel, <laughs> does that make you feel like it's, like it's just a little I have special. one. I, I literally don't give a shit. <laughs> right. I'm it's just saying. Been well established it's got, she does not give a fuck what you got, do with the shut up, you buy. Shut up, Rich. <laughs> He's trying to go for a Should minute. I just get this on the front? I, I just, yeah, you know, I don't here, know what I should do. No, 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 no. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Okay, so I got this. I'll just go ahead and, should I shake it out the bottom or the top? Should I fucking just get this thing out? Thank you. All right, cool. Okay, <laughs> there he is. Oh, what a good boy. What a good boy. He's just sitting there. Yeet. So you're fine? Wow. Yeah, I'm fine. You're fine, Ellie? Yeah. I'm okay. good. Hey, hey, Ellie. I'm only internally screaming. Wow. Because two Christmases ago, I did get this Widowmaker. Oh, right. And it's a Loot Crate exclusive. I did right. get that from Rich before. Well, and I, it's just yes. been sitting in the box, so I thought right. while we were at it, we were oh, fucking... Fuck it. I'm just gonna... <laughs> okay, are you sure? <laughs> I just... I was just curious. It fucking does okay, bother I'm me. Just <laughs> <laughs> that fucking I just... I got into it, man. Oh, yes! <laughs> okay. I didn't think I'd get you to admit it. I didn't, I didn't like think... this. This isn't even a pop Funko. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. Okay, that's fine. I don't give a fuck about that. It's photo. <laughs> photo, photo. But we got there. It needed to come out of the box. Anyway, no, that's so fine. Like, it. okay, I didn't fucking realize that it bothered me that bad until you fucking just destroyed <laughs> that fucking box. All right. So uh, these three, who would win in a fight? Uh, ooh, well, uh, Widow has a sword. Not um, fucking Frodo. Sora has a yeah. keyblade, though. Also, he's a fucking lion. Frodo yes. can go invisible. But, like, oh, the long game. You can't beat range. All right. I'm going to... My money's on Widow. Got the Elder Wand. We have Widowmaker. The Resurrection Stone. And the Cloak of Invisibility. Truth. Fuck, dude. Essentially, yeah. that's what you've got. No, it's really true. It's really true. Haunted past. I love that he doesn't need a little stand. Because he's he's got his, he's got four paws exactly. Let's be honest, Widowmaker would definitely win. Her oh, yeah. all in long range. But Ooh, can she true. see Frodo? Yeah. No, she yeah, would be able to see him because of her. Oh, yeah, her, her ultimate infrared lets her see through walls and stuff and see anything that's. But like, he's yeah. actually shifting into a darker realm, hypothetically, because she wouldn't be able to shoot Reaper if he was uh, using his face. 
What, but that's phase, that's science. His is magic. He is actually there, shifts okay, into a different realm of existence. Semantics, Rich. Semantics. But hey, I did remember one more thing that I really wanted to throw up. It's a podcast recommendation. Okay. And I actually sent this to you because I was like, yo, listen to this. There is a Ron Burgundy podcast. Oh, you did. And we talked about this. We (laughs) talked about this before, but I just want to tell you guys a quick thing about it, okay? Because it's just to give you an idea, but it is spot on. I do love it. And they get creative. For instance, they get stuck in an elevator. Um, They're late to their shoot. So they're like, okay, we're going to turn it on in the. It's a good thing we just came back from an interview. We're going to turn on the recording equipment in the elevator. So they're stuck in an elevator with a lady who does not speak English and a guy who is on the way to his therapy appointment for claustrophobia. <laughs> so it's good writing with or without Ron Burgundy being Ron Burgundy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will Ferrell being Ron Burgundy. The first episode, he says, "We're what are we going to talk about? Okay, it's true crime. And of course, he has to come to terms with like the fact that like he has, he goes, we'll take our first caller. And they're like, we don't do that. <laughs> Stop it. He just doesn't get it, right? Um, but the first episode, he says, well, we'll talk true crime. He lists he lists uh, Ted Cruz as a serial killer. <laughs> Based off of all the things that are talking about it, right? He says, "Oh well, my God, he yeah. stole it." And he goes, "Well, we'll though. take a short break." They come back, and he says, "We have a, um, an actual psychotherapist in with us. He's a professional, so let me." Uh, and he says, "Okay, so all we have got we've got Ted Bundy." And uh, we've got Ted Bundy. Uh, um, I, why can't I think of only one serial killer right now, Rich? John Wayne Gacy. Yes, John Wayne Gacy. Jeffrey Dahmer. And we'll stop there, right? Dennis and said, Nielsen. And he said, stop there. And we said... <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Ed Gein. It's right? okay, buddy. And he goes... He's asking him. He's like, out of these show. three... <laughs> and he says, let's get this conversation moving. And Ron Burgundy goes, okay, so we've got Ted Bundy, uh, Edward Gain, Wacy, and <laughs> 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 Jeffrey Dahmer. Mary F. Kill. <laughs> so, and then he makes his assistant answer the question, and then he, and then, and then the psychotherapist is like, "That's actually terrible," and she answers, it, and she's like, "If I, if I have to, then yeah." And then, and then Ronberg and the psychotherapist is like, "I wouldn't have done that to anyone ever." And Ronberg and T is like, "I know," and it was a test, and you're just a terrible person. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> assistant. So it's just it's top form. Will Ferrell is Ron Burgundy, um, and the whole thing is just, I really, really, really like it. That's I'd marry Ted Bundy. I would agree with oh, that. Okay, I would, guys, that's, I, no, I would no, fuck we're, Jeffrey Dahmer. Right, we're, we're crossing the line. I would not fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's not. Okay, save it. Maybe okay, we'll do you know what, that's, the, our favorite uh, yeah, murder. Okay, let's calm down. Okay, sorry. Jeffrey Dahmer only fucked corpses, so it would really torture him. Anyway, fucking fair. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I mean, you could always pull out the drill on him. Rich is very educated when it comes to these things. Let's talk about video games. (laughs) You sure you don't want to keep going about serial killers? Because I got plenty. I know you do. We'll we'll, we'll take advantage of that eventually. But Taylor, you got a motherfucking Switch since the last time you were here. How do you like it? I've been only playing my Switch since I got it. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. I mean, there's been a couple of games here and there that I've played on my computer, but mostly my Switch. Because you're generally like PC only. Yeah. I've been leaning that direction, actually. Uh, yes and no. I'll get back into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I love my Switch. The first game that I got for it was Zelda. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, I played that, and I have beat it already, but I am starting a new game on it again because I got all the DLCs and stuff like that. So, I'm just kind of starting from fresh on that. Um, I've also played. All of the Resident Evil games that have come out for it. Very so nice. I've beat four already. I Proud beat one yesterday. And I'm about halfway through zero right now. 
Ooh, I'll be honest. Nice. Four is the only one I care about. I love yeah. the first one a lot, actually. I beat first that Resident one. Evil? Yes. Okay, especially remake. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good, too. It looks so good. Truth. The controls are a little wonky, though, like, yes. for my Naturally. taste. Like, they're Early very Resident wonky. Did you use Makes classic, yeah. or are you Resident trying Evil the new one? No, I have, like, regardless. I can't remember what type. I think it's, like, type E or something right. like that. Okay. Yeah. Because I got that same. Exactly. I got that same one from, like, the Xbox One remake, and they had like a control where you could turn it on where you didn't like turn a corner, camera changes, but you could just keep the same direction held and it would go that direction. It wasn't like a turn. It was like a fluid action, just like you're mm-hmm. controlling someone okay. out of a new Resident Evil, which is kind of cool for modern controls. Yeah, the Switch version of it is kind of strange because like with the camera angles and stuff, when you're going straight and it changes the camera angle, sometimes your character will go backwards. Yeah. I'm just like, for the love of God. Right. <laughs> I'm just and it's infuriating when you're trying to run from something. Yep. Truth. Fucking understandable. <laughs> I mean, or when you're under like a time limit. <laughs> now you know why I turned it off immediately after the first cutscene. <laughs> At least you have an extra sense of danger when it's when the controls are fucked like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. N- yeah. Mm-hmm. It adds an extra element of stress for sure. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 on the PC was like that. It was fucking terrifying. Yucky. Oh my god! Ew, Fair. Ew. I can't even. What would you be? Is like your if you're playing like on Switch. What is your like? I mean, is I mean, I guess this might be an obvious answer question, but what is your favorite uh, game on the Switch? Uh, is Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because I mean the other games that I have for my Switch, like I have Mario Kart 8 too, which is a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, I yeah. love for that sure. game so much. Um, I also have Mario Odyssey, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um. But all my other games are kind of remake games. Like, I have South Park. I have both South Park games. Nice. And I've beat both of them, and they're mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the Resident Evil games, I've already played all of those games a million times on the GameCube, so <laughs> it's just kind of replaying them. It's a big deal when you can take your fucking Switch with you, though. Yeah, no, anywhere. it is. Yeah. And then I also have Crash Bandicoot. Oh, nice. There you go. So those are also games that I've played years ago, you know? You Did you get the GameCube controller the for the I have not, no. Uh, it's so good. I no, but so I actually have fun. a grip for mine. Like, you just slide okay. your Switch into it, and it's nice. got, like, Xbox grips I have on one it, and it's too. so nice. Nice. Oh, I don't have an Xbox one, though. It's like, well, it's like Xbox Joy-Con? grips. Okay. There's a new Joy-Con that's, Sick like, boy. literally a controller yeah. now, yeah. too, mm-hmm. that looks so dope. It looks comfortable. It does look comfortable. I find that I mostly play it in handheld mode right. for the most part. Yeah, I feel like you. I do play mm. it on the TV sometimes. Like if my switch is about to die, I'm like, oh, shit, yep, right. <laughs> Like I got to right. dock it, you know, so that it gets a charge. But for the most part, I play it in my hand, which mm. I did not expect, to be honest. Well, sure. I did mm. not expect to like playing it in handheld mode as much as I do. I think that the coolest thing about that too is like as they increase the like the cross play um, abilities and capabilities of it is that uh, a couple months ago Sarah Wifer uh, Hayes Matriarch said yo I want to play some like Minecraft right now and I was like oh okay and I turned on my switch too and she's like what are you doing I'm like I'm gonna give you the whole TV and she's like I'm actually not against that (laughs) (laughs) so we didn't have to split screen I whipped out my switch and we cross played I sat on the couch uh, and played with her, but on mm-hmm. my Switch handheld. Mm-hmm. So, like, those capabilities are there and super cool. So, like, and it's really nice, like, because Itai also has a Switch as well. Oh, good. So, when we both want to play our Switches, it's not like who's got to fight over the TV type <laughs> thing, you <laughs> right, know? It's just exactly. like we can both just pick up our Switches. And if one of us wants to play on the TV, mm-hmm. which normally he likes to play on the TV, I don't really care. Right. Yeah. I like to play it in the handheld mode. Uh, that's fair, fair too. 
Uh, I had a really good question and then I forgot. Oh yeah, uh, you stoked for Luigi's Mansion three? Of course I am. That's what I thought. I'm so excited for Luigi's Mansion. Like I, I love Luigi's Mansion so much. Right. So much. Out of all the E three games and like the Nintendo things, what all? I mean, because here's I don't know about you guys. I just want to buy every single game that comes to Switch. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Um, especially the exclusives. But out of all of them, you've got like, are you gonna play Pokemon? Are you probably not Pokemon? I'm not huge on Pokemon, but um, I definitely will play the Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, well, I I don't (laughs) think there's anyone that can't play. Uh, Luigi's Mansion for sure. I'm super excited for Luigi's Mansion. I really feel like Nintendo kind of killed it at E3 this year. I don't really feel like any other company did much. Every year, Nintendo just fucking slays. Brian, did you have something to say? Nah, forget it. Right. Fucking fine. And uh, <laughs> Link's Awakening, of course, also looks just oh, phenomenal. Yeah. So, oh, yes. oh, man. Any day now, they'll start so us. Oh, and The Witcher is coming for the Switch. Talk about which that. Which I am so excited for. Because that's like your top three, right? That, that is like my favorite game of all time. Okay. What about Fallout, I, though? Skyrim. Actually, I was actually just having this discussion the other day with Itai. Um, I think that The Witcher has surpassed Skyrim for me. Oh. Which wow. is pretty phenomenal for me. Wow. I think it's because, like, I have Skyrim also on my Switch as well, because I have to have it for everything. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I get it, truly. But And the VR. I do have it in VR. Twice. Um, <laughs> but I would play Skyrim, I love but Skyrim, I the but there is no, something lacking about Skyrim, like... Handheld. No, it's right? like it's no. not even the handheld mode that bothers me. It's just like the the story doesn't grab me as much as the Witcher story does. The right. story is so rich. Yes, it's like I there's a solid hour of gameplay where I ball my eyes out. Okay, okay, like Fair legitimate enough. ball my eyes. out. You have out. to play while you ball. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yikes. And Oof. actually, I will not, I will not play that part when there's somebody else in the house because it's that embarrassing. Let me just say that. I just remembered something that I forgot for full schmelz, but you guys are going to love it. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Keep going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just the because, Witcher's coming, so I'm super stoked on that. Yeah, I'm debating um, if I need to, like, I'm willing to. Someone brought it up today on uh, message po- board. Uh, hey, kind of funny, best friends. That th- they wanted to, they gave Divinity Original Sin a second try. Um, after Witcher didn't work for them and they really liked Divinity. I know there's games that I've like come and gone from where like I know I'm I think that what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go into the Witcher again, but instead of thinking of it as an Assassin's Creed, I'm gonna think of it as a Dark Souls because it can be ton- it can be punishingly difficult. It, it just can. It can be, yes. I as would recommend playing it on story and sword. Is, That's the mode I would recommend. I was there and it was still It is still really hard. hard. It um, is still hard. So I didn't I know I messed up the tutorial by not getting everything like I didn't know there was a healing potion or a spell mm-hmm. that you could mm-hmm. have. And there was that, but also like I mean there were things that just took away from it like the very first fight you're in you're attacked at your base camp and yeah. then that's the first time you have control troll of uh Jolt and Geralt. Geralt. Geralt, thank you. And he uh but and I was like walking around I'm like this is so cool, but the the horses were spooked and one of them kicked me and killed me. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the first time I died in Witcher, and I was just like, that's an interesting detail. And then mm-hmm. I turn around, and I'm like, ooh. You can I die would... from pretty much everything in that yeah, game. Pre- I noticed that. And then, like, so this horse can kill me, but I can't walk into a dungeon and fight a werewolf until I'm, like, a uh, higher level than it. I don't know where I have the right weapon, and I didn't really get any indicators of this, and I'm not really sure of the lore. How much walking around do I have to do before I come back to do this? Oh, there's a lot of walking around in that scares me before I get into a game and just not caring about... You know what? Now that I'm talking about it out loud, I just don't want to play it again i'm just done I'm not, <laughs> no i'm not i'm sorry also the talk constantly talking in fragmented sentences too much for daniel too much for daniel <laughs> see i, I find to. the lore of that game just really fascinating like uh yummy a lot of the the conversations are kind of boring yeah. like i will fully agree with that mm-hmm. it's a lot like you know like skyrim's kind of chit chat you know it's like you get like a little Thing where you can put like a certain yeah. answer and stuff like that which right. that is not like the lord that i'm like so fascinated with with that game when you actually read like the books and things like that and you figure out like the different creatures and like the different potions and bombs you can make like it's yeah. it's such an intricate game and it's a grindy game and i love grindy games okay like a lot okay just to clarify nice. which one are we talking about the witcher which one three, witcher three. three. Oh, i could not get out of that game same. <laughs> it's just hard. But to those who do get through it, they fucking adore it. So. Yeah, pretty much anybody I know that's actually played it and put the time into it <clears throat> said it's one of their favorite games of all time. Boom. Well, that's that's all that, that, that it takes. So, Could I play it? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You could. I may give it a shot. It's like the camera angles from behind him. Yeah, okay. it's third person, yeah. so you're fine. Cool. Uh, I, full Schmelz Part 2, ready to go. Sorry. I went to Denver Comic-Con, and or Pop Culture Con, yes. picked up a couple books, and this one I thought you guys would enjoy. It's Katrina Hates Dead Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty good. I got maybe three pages in, and then I was like, you know what, I got other stuff I got to do, but it, it's a really sharp-looking comic. It is. But the fun part is the back. It says the apocalypse <laughs> sucks balls. Perfect. <laughs> The title and the back are pretty much what sold the book to me. Right. There you so, go. It's kind of that snarky humor. clever marketing. Yeah. So um, it's from Wannabe Enterprises. So check that out. Okay. Online. Wannabe.com. I love anything zombie related, so, Perfect. so I'll I, probably be into it. I believe it. it is a zombie apocalypse story, but I have not read that far into it yet. Pretty sure I saw a zombie. I'm fairly there. certain there's a zombie so in there. So I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure. So, Rich, you're still trying to master... Breath of the Wild. I'm trying to master all of the fun little physics that people online are discovering and then posting video captures of. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, buddy. So the one that I've been working on the most is the bullet time bounce. The bullet time bounce is you are on a raised platform over an enemy. And what you want to do is shield surf onto them. And right before you hit them, Trigger your bow so you go into bullet time. Okay. If you do it correctly, you will then shoot off that enemy's head and go flying (laughs) so far and so fast it doesn't even draw on your stamina. Because it's something screwy with the physics (laughs) of the game. You pop up over the clouds, you see Hyrule Castle, and then you come back down. (laughs) I did it off of the lake... Lake Hylia's Bridge, I was coming in and I saw a Lizalfos beneath me and I was like, all right, I think I can do this. So I triggered the shield surf 
And right as I'm landing on his head, I trigger the bow. And I go shooting in the direction of Castle Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> like, flying so hard. And it took off maybe a hair of my stamina gauge. Wow. Jesus. And impressive. I landed at the top of Hyrule Castle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. That's After fantastic. I did that the first time, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> I have been trying to master it. I've done it twice since. And it's exhilarating every time. I, I have yet to really, really master it because I can't do it just anywhere. I have to find the right spot to do it. I really, really, really want to do it like near the mountain, the frosty mountain mm-hmm. where the dragon is and make it all the way to the Heber Mountains. I think I could do it. <laughs> I've got to give Breath of the Wild credit for being so addictive and so mm-hmm. wonderful. It is so mm-hmm. addictive. In terms of like Im- immersiveness and gameplay and just like for me, I, I have issues going back to games that have that immersive level of things because I have like games like uh, Bioshock and Dead Space and Resident Evil 4, right? That were all just like, ooh, just love being inside of that world. I miss and, Dead Space. Uh, yeah, same. And just being Give me a, nightmares. A, a part of that world is so amazing. But like uh, Breath of the Wild, the only thing that keeps me from going back is that it's an open world game. And I'm like, oh, I have so many games to play. But yeah. I, I keep every time I hear someone talk about it, I'm like, oh, oh my, ah, uh, I'm probably going to get it again. And this time Same. go back to do DLCs as well. Yeah. Get a master cycle up in this bitch. I know. I want that so bad. I love the master cycle. I so we went so back bad. too, right? Yeah, you I just did. got the DLCs. Yeah, I just got it last week. I'm very low level right now. I have eight hearts, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm grinding right now. <laughs> I'm For grinding. For whatever reason, I'm able to summon the master cycle on top of Hyrule Castle <laughs> and ride it off of a parapet. <laughs> so I'm getting some sweet jumps off the castle itself. It's fun. But so I, clever. I can't wait to get it because I'm going to do shit like that all the time oh, with yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been doing that stuff nonstop. It's like Tony Hawk's Hyrule for me. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's such a clever DLC, and it actually came up in conversation about Breath of the Wild 2 that the reason Breath of the Wild 2, they, the reason they just got started is because they had too many good DLC ideas. Yeah. They said they just had so many. They were like, well, why don't you just start the next game and do it based around this? So. Mm-hmm. And they are not denying co-op. They said, it's funny that people jump to that because Zelda was in the game before. Why do people think all of a sudden that this is going to be? I would love like a larger world open trek with uh, you can just someone can pick up a controller and start playing a Zelda. Or you can switch between the two. Yeah. That would be amazing yeah. if you could switch between the two. Jinx, Jinx, Jinx motherfucker. Jinx, <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <room> first. <laughs> yep. Because like maybe Zelda could do some things that Link can't do. Oh, and then right. you can switch between them to do that. I would yeah. also love, I love the idea of that giant mule being like a caravan that you can like find <laughs> as a hub and you can share your items by packing it on and off too. Okay. Well, you can drop things anyway, but you know, it's just something that the world is so capable already. Brian, Brian. is aching to say something. Have you, God damn it, unmuted. Have you guys seen Hydrated Ganondorf comics yet? Nope. No. I have not. No? Do you want to see one? It, Probably, maybe, uh, later. maybe later. Maybe we, later. We don't have the screen ready for people to see, so they can't really participate, unfortunately. But yes, please, later. Later. <laughs> Check that out. Hydrated, because he looks like a freaking mummy in down uh, in the well, basement below. Just to give you an idea. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yep, no, it's nice. there. Trial the hearts before you fight. Let's do some warm-ups. Oh, my gosh. It is, it, there's After more all, to this over comic. Over there's more to it. I'm down. Right. I'm down. Yeah, that, that. It looks like. Uh, Ganon was ripped. 
Ogloff. Fuck that Gerudo. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm super excited for it. I'm I'm hopeful that they raise that the current castle and shrines all raise up into the air. So it's Avatar like floating, style. exactly. So it's like floating mm-hmm. castles mm-hmm. and mountains, and the you have to plumb the underworld where the dungeons are. Yes, and that Probably. is the co-op deal. Like Zelda has to go and stand over here so that that opens this gate. Oh, imagine and co-op dungeons, like and oh my god, they could yeah. dip into like Portal Two style gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, we're just making yeah. the game for and them. If get, <laughs> and if you want to get to those shrines and the floating stuff, you need your hook shots. Yeah. Oh, nope, that's oh man. I think they're gonna do it. I just think they're gonna so do it. They're not gonna hold back because they're forcing ev- almost every game to have some kind of co-op aspect, right? You know what I mean. And Zelda is the only one thus far that they haven't. You know, they don't really feel. Some of them feel more like they're tacked on than forced in, which is fine mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't ruin gameplay. But I think Zelda really has the capabilities here to right. really shine yeah. as a yeah. co-op. So oh, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, Zelda's so. had a couple of co-op games on like the DS. Oh, okay. Like right. Uh, oh, Triforce uh, Warriors. Triforce yeah. Warriors, Boom. yeah. Yeah. So you can go in as different Zeldas and carry each other around. And Dot different links, my bad. Speaking Ooh. of Hyrule, it has a cadence now. Ellie played something other than Destiny this week. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, and that's fine. Mark Destiny's fine. The Destiny is fine, but yeah, no, it's cool that you're playing other things still. I mean, it's just cadence of Hyrule and I played it for 20 minutes at a time okay but it's nice it's nice and quirky and different and fun to test it a little bit yeah I was drunk he was very <laughs> I was drunk. drunk I got super drunk but no it was fun it's definitely fun. Yeah. and then um it's you, worth the pickup you let me start a game and it was fun um and I, I got a feel for the gameplay and I was like yep I will definitely pick this up later and get it right and play it um and then you open you pulled open your uh your existing game and it was mm-hmm. just an open field but there were a bunch of enemies and you were totally hopping and rhythming and the fucking rhythm into the fucking high rule theme oh wow look at that and oh. dude, it's, it's just, really fucking uh, cool yeah. this was oh in the direct yeah so yeah you hop around that to is the what it on looks like i have yes. my hey it looks like link Switch. to the past it does it yeah. looks uh-huh. exactly yes. like link to the past oh my god so this is based on a. This is basically kind of an expansion to Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which, which had the same gameplay. I also bought. Oh, did you? Nice. It was five dollars. Oh well, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, obviously. <laughs> Support your indie developers. Yeah. Yep. So and uh, Ellie did just that. Yep. Well uh, done, if man. you want to try it, I brought my Switch. Cool. Ooh, this is happening. Sweet. Did you play anything else? Destiny. Oh, it's Iron oh, Banner this week. <laughs> oh, yep, Iron Banner week. Man, we did a crazy... We need to play Trust Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during E3, we went, um, while they were doing a bunch of big old Destiny events, we already talked about the cross-play and stuff, right. but we went in and we did a dungeon trying to get an exotic bow that yes, lets you see through walls. Holy crap, that was hard. <laughs> I've been fucking super lazy and haven't done it all year. That's okay, that's okay. Well, we'll do it together, because it's Curse Week again, and we will have our bow. We will end the wishes. We will see through walls. It's true, with bow and arrows. Will you whisper to the worm? Did Rich just fucking remember a Destiny thing? <laughs> Only because Brian covered it so well. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> We're never going to let you live that Thank down you. that I set you up for Thanks. failure. I still feel guilty Thanks. about it. Rich, did you play? I, I love that I'm the only one blameless in that entire yeah. thing. That's also true. <laughs> before Ellie? we move on, before yes. we move on, I want to I want to talk about the fact that uh, you have referenced me playing on PC more, mm-hmm. but that's oh, not that the too. case. Okay. Because since crossplay is coming to Destiny, I'm focusing more on my PlayStation character because that's mm-hmm. what has the most hours in it, 2,335 hours in Destiny 1. Uh, <laughs> it's close <laughs> to my hours for Zelda. Yes. That's like my hours for Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, since I have all the, all the memories and shit there, I want to make that my main account right. for everything. So I've been playing... Mostly on PlayStation. Because when crossplay yeah. opens up, you can just whoop it out and exactly. do your first runs on PC. And then exactly. uh, we all want to play on Stadia, so we switch to Stadia. I definitely. PC is definitely my favorite place to play Destiny. Same. But I actually shooter. am going to buy that pretty soon. The Stadia? Uh, uh, or Destiny. Destiny. Wait. My, my brother wants me to buy it really bad. Wait. September 17th, the first. Uh, so the base game and then the first two expansions are free. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's going free to play. And then if you like it from there, I recommend just going whole hog and buying fucking everything. Yeah, my brother's been bugging me to play Destiny since I, it came out. I would wait. <laughs> give it a cool. give it a few more months well, and it'll be free. As You'll soon wait. as they open up crossplay, I'm gonna buy the PC version Fair. too. So and then it'll be on Stadia. Yeah, because it's coming to Steam now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's why he wants Steam. me to buy it. Because well, you don't have to buy it. Yeah, he wants me to. And you're in, and we shall raid. Together. He actually texted me today. He's like, "Play Destiny." Right, Brian. <laughs> uh, question: Will you be able to merge your accounts? That's what you're. Well, it's it's one account. That's why I'm focusing on my PlayStation. Yes, so one account. Right, we'll one account. The primary that you move. everything. Well, so crap. All the time that I've, I have two hundred and something hours on PC, and that's all just going to, down the track. You, you guys are in the same boat, Brian. <laughs> Brian's upset because he also played on PC. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have seven hundred hours on Destiny Two on PS4. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to know how many I have. I want to look into that. Probably like not even 100. Maybe 100. I don't know. I've, I've, been, I've been grinding a little bit. I've, I've got zero. Wow. Mine's real. He's going to keep track of it. Did you play any other games, Ellie? No. Okay, Rich. M- mobile BS. Okay. Perfect. Oh, I did play the new Harry Potter game. Right. I downloaded Wizards it. Wizards Untie? Yes. <laughs> I, di- I downloaded it. I didn't really get like super. Pokemon Spells? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely got some cooler um, gameplay elements to it, but yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like instead I, of just I like saw antic and I saw throwing Harry a ball, Potter, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Instead of throwing a ball, you're making a shape with your fucking thumb. I bet to cast a spell. To cast a spell. I just want to be able to shout into my phone. I just want to be able to shout. Like I think it should be a rule. Oh Showing off her hours. Holy shit! You were not joking. <laughs> oh, um, I wasn't kidding. I want to Jesus, talk about Christ. Wizards United right now. For me, if you can only draw the spell, I'm like, eh. I want to be able to shout my spells. If I think that should be a legitimate, that if I'm willing to just stand in the middle <laughs> of a populated ass uh, s- supermarket and just be like, Expelliarmus, <laughs> which would be fucking bonus points for performance. I, I would mean, do it so much. I don't care how many little old ladies I scare to death. Okay, <laughs> I will get them points because that's part of living the reality, right? You get yeah. into it. You get to do it was only I'm if you saying. only if you're trying to stun other wizards and you start singing that disturbed song. <laughs> I begin to stupefy. <laughs> yes. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> you're welcome, Ellie. Can you do that one more time? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I begin to slip a lot. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to let that resonate for a second. 
Thank you. <laughs> I that suggest was... you let that one marinate. Wow. Okay. That was... uh, before I get into my games, just because it's like such kind of a, like a controversial thing with all the streaming and stuff, what, are you thinking about a Stadia at all, Taylor? No. 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 Okay. No. Don't believe in it. I, I don't really play online games. Like, I don't really... Truth. Yeah, I, I play a lot of single-player games, and if I sense. do right. play games with anybody, it's, like, one of my friends that I, like, actually, like, link up Same. with, you know? Right. That's no, that, how I play. That does make sense. I think I'm getting it, like, more than anything. It is cool, like, okay, so, like, maybe it makes sense for, like, Destiny, right? Right. right. Um, it, when you merge your account, then you can pick it up and play anywhere. Now, if I were to make, like, the, you know, just for the sake of, like, getting you on board and, like, what they want for this to happen, obviously, what's your three drops on Stadia? And you can play it right here, or you can play it right here, or you can play it right here. True. It doesn't matter. Does that change your mind? Because Borderlands 3 is also going to be there. The mm. things phone, like that. The phone Probably capabilities. Probably not. No? Still no? Okay. No. Because, right. I mean, to be able to play The Witcher on my phone is not something that's super appealing to me. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, okay, right. If I... And plus, it's just not there I don't, yet I don't really play like a lot of cell phone games mm-hmm. and like it would be kind of cool to be able to play like on the switch and you know on your PC or whatever mm-hmm. and have it be the same mm-hmm. but I mean my favorite thing is to come home from work and then just lose myself into the the world that I'm in yeah I don't want to be like playing it for five minutes here and there type thing you know like I just I want to be able to like put my time into it right okay. and dedicate the time to it yeah and that's that normally sense. how I play yeah. games. Okay, word. No, yeah. that makes sense. That's about where I'm at too. Yeah. So right, because yeah. you think. About, I mean, I've thought about it too, and the idea of like, oh, I could pick up my Switch. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. the Switch obviously does that for us, but not every game is on Switch. Right. So things like yeah, you know, like I, I won't bring my Switch to work with me and play it on my breaks and stuff like that. Like I will just wait till I get home. Okay, right. Fair enough. That's cool. Before we jump into that, yeah, the biggest problem that I have with where the gaming industry is going since it's starting to move away from microtransactions, mm-hmm. which I am thankful for, yeah, but we are moving more towards a subscription service, and you have your PlayStation now, mm-hmm. your Game Pass, whatever the fuck Ubisoft was called, and Stadia. Yeah. You lump all those together, and it's it's costing I don't even know how much a month. Yeah, like a hundred bucks a, a month minimum to play maybe or, five games a month. Yeah, it's true. it's it's the too membership much for me. thing doesn't really work. No, it so doesn't. Well. Yeah, and now Stadia makes sense because it's a service too, right, right? Right. Stadia does make sense. Yeah, but with each platform having their own streaming service, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm talking specifically Ubisoft with this. Okay, are we going to have Ubisoft games apart from? The streaming service That's with Stadia. A very good question. <clears throat> if you want to play the new Far Cry, are you going to have to fucking pay for a month of whatever the fuck it's called? Um, you play. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You and play I can, plus. I can answer your question <coughs> because it, um, because I could see them putting some games mm-hmm. individual to Ubisoft. So, like, you wanted to play Far Cry Primal. If they decided not to port that over, then that's something you would need Ubisoft right. for to play on there, right? I'm Which, sure they'll, cool. they'll have things it. that they can do. Now, a game like uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint comes out. Right. They're not gonna. They're not gonna miss out sales. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Why would you port that to Stadia? Exactly. Right. So 
I think without, if people yeah. want games bad enough, I so probably both will be an option, you know. But yeah. for the people who will switch between Watch Dogs Legion and The Division Two and Ghost Recon, right? No, I'm, that off. I under, I understand that it, it's it's a service for someone. Yeah, out there, exactly. They're probably not going to make a ton of money on no, it. No, I, I, I can't don't foresee that they will. Yeah. I don't see this as a viable business option for long. No, you're right. Not so long as Stadia is Netflixing it for games, basically. So, and the only competitor is Game Pass on Xbox One. So, which right. is phenomenal. It, it's kind of funny how that popped into my head. The you play there because you were like Ubisoft's thing, and I was like, I know what that is. It's yeah, it's you play plus. It, it's you play because when every time I turned on Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Dang, you play. It would be like sign into you play, and I was like, you play with yourself and fuck off. <laughs> exactly. And go on yep. and play the game. Exactly. And every time I play Far Cry, every fucking every time. fucking yeah. time. Well, the nice thing is if you play enough Ubisoft games, they didn't always have that reward program, and I didn't always redeem the rewards. So the fun thing is when you start a new game and you have so many points from before that you get to go in and just buy all the goodies all the outfits all the extra weapons <laughs> and just have them at the beginning of your game that also takes fun. away from it though like just half the fun you don't really is earn you know anything. to earn it it depends but there's also uh, just wearing you, like, a cool unit like a cool a outfit and logged in right Mr. Brian Seymour yeah you know I agree with Taylor on this one. Earning your stuff is the fun part of everything. I remember Halo 3 with the recon helmet and every Vidmaster challenge I had to do to get a lot of good armor. I have so many good memories trying to do all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you are able to just buy it, no memory. Um, but these were not like game-breaking features or anything. These were not like... But neither was the recon helmet in Halo 3, dude. No, they were like mostly like a a gun that might be like a little better, but it's mostly for looks. Like if you liked a better gun, like a P ninety or the look of it, it's also like uniforms and stuff that are inside of the Ubisoft shop. So, for instance, so, you start a new Assassin's Creed game, and the things you could buy are the Edward Kenway outfit, the Ezio outfit, the mm-hmm. Altair outfit, things like that. They things certainly like that like, are yeah. okay. Essentially, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. why I was I like, mean, yo, yeah, it's okay, but there's really no good memories attached to it. Right, but no. what he's saying is it's mostly like okay so in destiny rather than having your starter white weapons you'll get some fucking green weapons and then maybe a couple shaders yeah that's what he's saying that which i'm cool yeah, with like, I, think I don't, I don't care i've had like some outfits right. and that was it right. it's that not it's not quite start up battlefront to spend a hundred dollars in your boba fett fucking destroys everyone that's broke and barely afforded the game <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Let's not get into that. I play so many games. What did you play? But not really. I beat Wolfenstein 2, and it has officially made it into my top five games. Okay. The campaign alone. Uh, it, as far as story is concerned, it has the best the best story I played since the Dead Space, the Resident Evil Four, and the the Bioshock. Okay, um, just purely because of the situations they put you in. I know I was speaking highly of it a couple of episodes right. ago. Um, there is a nonstop breakneck pace sequence, um, probably two thirds into the game, that just blew me away. Uh, had me hooting and hollering. Had me gasping um, in fear. A million things happened, and it all cultivated inside of an hour. I had to turn... The game is so ridiculously hard, mm-hmm. um, and they want you to take some self, stealth aspects to it, um, but th- there's no way. Uh, uh, you, ha- you would have to spend probably like Ellie Dest- uh, Destiny hours on it to master this game. It's so hard. It's actually up there. It's ranked with Dark Souls in terms of difficulty. Um, so I will not play that then. Yeah, basically. Well, no, 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 no. You turn down the difficulty to enjoy the story. Long story short, they'll make fun of you. They'll call you a baby, literally. But so you do that. 
and the, no, the story was really good. I wrote down a list of all the things that it successfully covers that are uh, um, topics of uh, suggestiveness. It covers racism, suicide, drug use, breastfeeding, the proper use of the word Nazi, and pregnancy. Okay. All, All in this once. game, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. By the That's end of the game, a weird statement for the guy to make. No, and it's it's crazy, but <laughs> it's these things. Fucking. Uh, it's these things of like you know, like we talk about the proper use of the word Nazi and make sure we're not just using it for people we don't like, right? And remembering right. that Nazis were the, the epitome of evil in this world, right? right? So it's <laughs> when this uh, there is the the daughter of the movement um, finally loses it because one of the Afro Afro Americans who's been calling her like uh, thanks Nazi, Nazi this Nazi this. she's actively giving you plans to defy the new right. Mm-hmm. And stop them. And uh, it's when she breaks down and backhands the fucking bitch for calling her a Nazi and says, I'm not a fucking Nazi. And it's such a fucking hoot and holler moment that's amazing. And they cover these things. Okay. Right? So, um, yeah, it's oddly enough just a perfect social statement, too, which is why it goes into my top stories ever. Okay. So, wish I could play it. Never. <laughs> it's so true. You shouldn't ever, no. actually. So, no. Um, I played a game called What Remains of Edith Finch. Ooh, okay. How was that? Fucking amazing. Are you collecting bones? So good. Jesus. Well, <laughs> what remains? It's true. So, um, you but... You to collect them. Collect e- them. Well, Edith shares a name with her grandmother. Okay. Ah. And that's where it kind of comes into play. So, uh, the game was... Act- it was developed by Annapurna. Um, productions. Annapurna is actually a film studio, an independent oh. film studio, and they dipped into games, and it shows. The, okay. artistic ni- the ar- artisticness of this game, fucking phenomenal. It's, it is a four-hour um, walkthrough, so they keep adding on to the house that they live in. Oh, wow. And uh, as you go through the house, you get to figure out um, a little <laughs> about each member of the family as Ooh. you go through, but the house is empty, uh, abandoned some time ago. So you go through. Um, I highly suggest you don't look into is, any kind of spoilers. But is this ahead. kind of a mist type thing? It actually is. Okay. Oh, okay. Signed up. Um, yeah, so got me it's, on board and that's with a cool that. thing about games like Gone Home and What Remains of Edith Finch. I have um, Everybody's Gone to Rapture on my PS4. I really want to play that one. Um, but they are basically walking simulators, but they're not scary per se. You can get an, the coolest thing about these games is when you're exploring an empty house. The house is a character of its own, so it can mm. feel a little creepy when you're looking yeah. at some things. I think Gone Home. Did I just? Did I really? I was, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's always wow. <laughs> um, everyone's got their work. Now that being said, uh, <clears throat> in Gone Home, the coolest <laughs> thing about Gone Home, though, is that like you don't see anyone. Right. There was a section of Gone Home where if you find an Easter egg, you find out that there was an uncle who went kind of nuts, and you find out he had like a secret panel inside of a room, and you have a light you can turn on and off. Um, in rooms to kind of like see things and you walk into a room and you see all of this anti, uh, you see Bible writings plastering the wall and like um, there's a cross on the wall and how he was like looking into satanic culture and stuff while you're walking through this house and keep in mind this house is completely empty nothing happens on its own and then you flick on the light and you're like reading all these things and then uh, you hear this like grinding you're like what the fuck is that you look and it's the cross and then the cross falls and the light turns off at the same time oh Oh, shit fuck that (laughs) (laughs) I was like you sons of bitches how dare you (laughs) 
and then nothing else happens for the rest God of the game. They just snuck that in there. It's a literal haunting, like a ghost a thing that happens. Oh, it's creepy. cool for that reason. But um, what remains of Edith Finch? Not really like that. But you do get to read little excerpts about them, and they're basically kind of mini games. But the game design is impeccable in terms of every time you find out something new about um the person inside of the game. Uh, the the characters inside of the game, it's a new game every time. Okay. So okay. Uh, you guys will have to play it to see. It was free on Epic Store. It is on Games Pass now if you have Xbox One um, or <laughs> PC now. You should probably sign up for that. Like I, I highly it, it goes on sale a lot, too. It's one of the best games I've ever played just simply because of the story. It is first-person rich. I say, but it's, if it's a it's walking ex- sim just like Mist, I could probably handle it. You could. Because I, I was able to handle Mist. There you go. And the mini games are just, it's, and it's only three hours. Yeah. So, yeah. I was able to handle all of the <clears throat> Mist and the Mist sequels and all of that. Boom. And Mist is coming to Switch. <gasps> I will be buying that. What? A game Brian's is being ported to the Switch? Mist. <laughs> I have it for the iPhone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. I have the Mist port on my iPhone. <laughs> in anticipation of hopefully some exciting announcements from the Xbox E3 conference outside of Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk, I was, really, I was really hoping for Fable 4 to be announced, but it wasn't, and that's okay. But just in case, I started the first Fable mm-hmm. because I have not played any of the Fables. Really? You really? Played any of them? Yes. I'm the same one. Really? Wow. Okay. There we go, Ellie. No, I haven't played any think? of them. Um, I really like it. It's got a lot of sarcasticness, um, d- which is wonderful to the story. I like that it's kind of like an action beat 'em up as well. So, um, and I like that you can go into the direction of being a warrior, being a thief, being an, a, a wizard, and you can p- go into your skill trees and, and well, it's not an actual skill tree, right? It's a menu, but yeah, I like that I can put all my points into strength, but I also feel like summoning someone to help me. So I do summon a random fighter, mm-hmm. which is a skill like a necromancer almost, but mm-hmm. you can just summon out of thin, summon someone out of thin air. Um, the story simple. I know I'm going to beat it. I, it doesn't seem like the longest game unless you spend a lot of time doing everything. So I'm just going to blast through him for the sake of, you know, having done that. I did get to play Fable Legends um, several years ago. It's a canceled game now um, when Lionsgate Studios, Lionshead Studios was canceled. And that was like um, kind of a round. Ba- I'm trying to think of what kind of game that was. It was like Gears of War. If uh, the gameplay was round based, so you would go into and the level design was amazing. There was one where you're shrunken down into uh, shrunken down and uh, by like a wizard. And that wizard is a giant wizard in the sky watching you shrunk down to find his treasure. It was basically a quick horde mode. So with class bases, servers have been closed for three years. Yes, unfortunately. So they gave up. It was fun being in the alpha and and playing it. It's it's unfortunate. But no, the first Fable definitely, I could see the way they kind of connect. It was a multiplayer Fable, which is something we don't have now. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we're going to make an Xbox exclusive version of it, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So. Something that don't fucked up. Yeah. Dead and gone, but hopefully we get that, that we get another Fable, and this time it is multiplayer, which is something we all want. So, I, I Fable played. 2 is multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. co-op multiplayer? Yeah. 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 And 3. Yeah. Both of them are. Oh, shit. You just share the screen. You don't have, like, a split screen or anything like that. You're, oh, really? Both your characters are just on the screen, yeah. yeah Interesting. I've been playing Fable 3 on the... Uh, I love Fable 3. On the uh, 
Xbox out there. Ooh. Okay, cool. I think Fable 2 was probably my favorite out of all of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) It had the most gameplay. 3 was really good, but it was too short was my problem. Fable 2 pissed me off because of all the multiple endings, there was only one where you got to keep your dog. Yeah. And I could... Well, there's two now, but... I could not (laughs) bear... Oh, I saved him every time. I I couldn't bear to see any (laughs) other ending because I could not bear to kill my dog. So there is actually another ending that you can get. So the one where you save your sister, you just basically get a letter saying that she's alive somewhere. You don't actually see her. So don't worry about that. Okay. (laughs) But the other one is you can get like all the money in the world, which is like a million dollars or something like that. If you actually take that option and you have not whole island, if you sacrifice somebody to this like grave, you get your dog back. <gasps> oh, so that's right. That's yeah, what I've okay. done. I remember that. Yeah. I've done that in the past before, because I've beat okay. that game probably yeah. a dozen times. Keep talking about Fable. So, I really okay. I when I played the first Fable, I played through it all the way six times. Uh-huh. Pretty much playing with a morality every time, because mm-hmm. it was like, all right, I want to take the purely evil path as hard as I possibly can, and when your dude is full-on evil. He it's looks so super great. cool. <laughs> so um, great. The it's like Shadow shit. follows him. He's got these massive horns. Bright green eyes. Swarm of shit. Sw- Is this Fable 1? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably all the Fables. All the sure Fables are like that, yeah. yeah. So when you turn evil, you literally grow horns? You look different, yeah. Oh, you look, you look, look way different. much yeah, different. You, you look scary. Shit out of everyone. So normally well, what I end up yeah. doing is I'll play the uh, the pure side of it, and then once I get to a point where it's like, I'm done with this actual game of it before I start a new one, I will just turn off the safety and kill everybody in a town yeah. uh, <laughs> and just be super evil. And what? then like you're just yeah. this big buff guy with huge horns, like black skin, Whoa. green eyes. I it's so it. awesome looking. I love it. Wow. It's it's really, really, really easy to go from like goody two shoes to pure fucking evil. It takes five minutes. It is super <laughs> difficult to do the reverse. Oh, you, it's almost it's impossible. Blown evil, it's almost you impossible. You cannot recover. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, and the third one, you get like these crazy like flamed wings and shit. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool looking. I'm down. Oh, I love the it's not like you can. It's I not like you can go full. Because every time I went full evil, I would just walk into a town and decimate it <clears throat> and then buy everything. Uh-huh. And then jack the rent up yep. way <laughs> Be high. super corrupted and yes, shit. Absolute corruption. Yeah. And then I would be like, okay, time to go good. And I would drop the rent to zero. Uh-huh. But I've already slaughtered everyone in these towns like three, four times. So they have this weird like cultural memory. <laughs> everyone that's repopped, they're like, didn't, didn't you kill our predecessors like so many times? And you're just like, but I'm good now. <laughs> you have a free house now. Why are you complaining? I'm, I'm not charging you anything to live here. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's not fine. That's hilarious. You walk into a town and they're like, ah! Yes. And they just run the other direction. Yes. <laughs> you guys are convincing Everyone. me to go back and play more. Oh, it's, it's so fun. It's, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing I did in, the, in this uh, story was uh, find the sister who is blind. Uh, and yeah. defeat the Bandit King. The game is not hard. No, it's not. No, it's not. not. not so I, They're not very difficult games. No. They're really no, not. It's just it's just more the fun of playing with the morality. Okay. Yeah. Which is really nice because I really like I kind of need games that I can just blast through right now. Um, and just not have to worry about difficulty and not worry about oh, yeah. You'll you know, zip through yeah. wanting to there digest like the story. There is really nothing in that game that's like, oh, you have to be a certain level to beat it. It's kind of 
it scales with you type thing. Okay, yeah. cool. I definitely picked up on that as I mm-hmm. was playing. Fable 3 was a little bit more uh, political. Yes. You had to kind of sway public opinion of and you. And you had to, to have a lot on. of money. Yeah. Ooh. I really need you haven't three played is three, really Brian? good. I really did enjoy three. Uh, Mike, Mike, two? Brian, Mike, please. Uh, <laughs> Mike's not here, man. <laughs> so I played Fable one and two. You haven't played two yet. Don't even. Have you played two? No, okay. not at all. I haven't even started out. it. Well, I hear two people say two is their favorite. Yeah, two um, is definitely mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two is excellent. Okay, cool. Two is probably the longest story out of all three of them. Uh, and the morality choices at the yeah. end are just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Okay, cool. Well, I'm yeah. down. That's the one that I couldn't play with the morality on it. Yeah. Interesting. Because you, because it affects more people well, because well, you're a no, leader, right? Because you have a dog. Yeah. Throughout the whole game. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, you, <laughs> yes. you, can, you can train yes. him. You can play with yep. him and everything. You give him treats. At the end, there are several possible endings. There is only one ending where your dog is alive. No But way. it has yes. changed now to two endings yes. where your dog is alive. Wow. But you have so, to have the DLC for the second right. one. Okay. Now, originally, because of the DLC, there was only one ending I could pick because I could never bring myself to kill my dog. Yeah. Wow. I could slaughter entire towns, yes. but I could not bring myself to kill my dog. <laughs> It's like I can watch a movie about a serial killer, but as soon as he kills a dog, I'm turning that shit off. Right. <laughs> Fable like, 3 goes yeah. full dark then. Yeah, almost maybe. Well, still, still it's comical the same. nature. Okay. As far I as feel morality. like it's a little darker, um, but not by much though. Okay. Like not by much. Okay. I do have one more game on the list that is going to be kind of a revelatory thing here because it's kind of a big deal. Let me find my list. I want to make sure it is the last one. It is actually. Well. My wife and I have begun playing Sea of Thieves. I have begun playing it again because I've come on and off it and I've talked about it on the show all the time. And I am very happy to say that Sea of Thieves is now 100% worth the money. Really? It totally is. It's no longer Black Flag White? No, it's not, which is exactly what it was before. Okay. Uh, they came out with the anniversary update and just buffed the crap out of this game. So okay. um, with right. the way they've added quests, things that you can do, um, riddles to the quest. Now, they've been adding these things incrementally, mm-hmm. um, but they've they've really done updates to make sure that you can't be griefed by other uh, pirate players. They brought in a PvP mode very specifically, so you are only matched with uh, players of the same caliber. Get, Brian, can you stop looking at things up there? It's distracting. <laughs> so, so distracting. You can look at it on the other monitor if you want to look at pictures. So um, they added a PvP mode, mm-hmm. which really, really discourages people from messing with you on the high seas of the open world game. So you can actually go in. I found uh, we the only people we bumped into were just friendly. And they were like, look at our, our treasure chest. Do you want to come with us? Like, we can do these together. Um, it was kind of a bigger issue before of just too much griefing on the open seas. Right. Yeah. Now that they're gone, we have time to uh, go onto our island and get our cannonballs, get our bananas. Mm-hmm. They've added multiple fruit. Now you can get pomegranates and coconuts. You can cook them. For whatever reason, I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, Got to compete with Breath of the Wild. There is. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Went there, Literally 
what I was there's thinking. <laughs> fishing. There's customization for your ships, which is expensive as crap, but it causes you to go and actually do the quests that you want to do, right? There's actually storylines now. So what we did is uh, we actually found a quest. We popped it open, and it was a riddle, and it, it said, uh, go to a Shanty Shrine in the northeast, and you look out on the northeast part of the map, and sure enough, um, there's an island called uh, Shanty Shrine, and you go there, and it says, uh, next to the mural of a great beast, strike a chord, and your next path will be. And you go on, and you uh, we find a fucking painting of a uh, kraken. We're like, okay, cool. We're looking at, like, what is, what is, okay. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And we read it again, strike a chord. They give you instruments that you can play with. And every time you start randomly playing an instrument, it will play a different she shanty every time. But if someone else joins in with a different instrument, you start playing the same song and you can fucking jam out. That's really this cool. Is always, That's cute. This <laughs> has always been in there, but they worked it into the gameplay and That's the quest cool. itself. You strike a chord, really cool. the play, it goes, boof, and the painting lights up and it lights a trail into a cave. No shit. Is there an accordion? There is an accordion. I'm on board. So, I'm in. There you go. It is first person. I shall be weird out of the open seas. Um, <laughs> it is first person, oh. but it, you and, know. We'll well, fuck that. So the cool thing is that it's also cross-play mm-hmm. through PC and Xbox One. So uh, I actually have Game Pass on my Xbox, but I fired it up on PC and installed it. And since Sarah's home account is that same Xbox, she was actually able to fire it up, and I only needed one Game Pass, and we both played Hell sea yeah. of Thieves on Me. it. That's pretty cool. Yes. Um, it's there. It's finally there, and it was a blast to play, and there were things like, sometimes you play games, and you get these aha moments, right? And you're like, oh, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like when you're, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of something, but you know, there's a million of them in Legend of Zelda, right? And I didn't know this, and of course, my wife didn't know this, because uh, she's not into as into games as we are, but they have harpoon guns on the boats now. And um, I was like, check this out. And I, I got into a cannonball, and I was like, just shoot me in the water. Just shoot the cannon. And she was like, what? And I'm like, you can shoot me. She's like, no way. I was like, just point it to the sky. She shoots me in there. We're like, woo. We, and I fall down, and I'm like, I'm starting to swim back. And I'm like, it's taking a second. She's like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> she walks over to the harpoon gun, shoots it at me. And it fucking worked. <laughs> and she harpooned me back to the ship immediately. And we both lost our shit. It's the first time I've had an aha moment with my wife. Nice. <laughs> in a video game that we're both like, that was fucking dope. Woo! And even Sarah's like, yeah. So that was really exciting to have that moment. And the fact that Sea of Thieves nice. was something that made it like that for us. We were like, hell yes. I'm looking at my list. I don't see anything else. I think we've beaten the shit out of all this. Maybe next week we'll talk about uh, Tifa's new bra in the Final Fantasy VII remake <laughs> because that is a whole thing. Yeah, it is. Looking right at you, Rich. I know. But we'll get to that next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Excitement Inc. Thank you for joining us. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. I'm Ellie. I'm Taylor. Come back on YouTube. So like and subscribe. Of these three sitting on the table here, Mary fuck, kill. Oh, cool. Well, uh, well, that lion has Make spikes on its dick. So. Mary, fuck, kill. <laughs> <laughs> and you just killed Frodo. You wouldn't fuck, I wouldn't fuck Widow, him. though? Huh? I'd marry a lion. No. Think about the cuddles. Hit the button, Brian. Fair. <laughs>